1: Hello, uh, Fightful Faithful. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Sour Graps Tuesday Night War. Not wars, because that would indicate plural. Tuesday Night (laughs) War edition. Um, And uh, here we are um, with all of you talking about four hours of wrestling condensed into two hours that we had to watch at the same time. Most of you, I'm sure, didn't watch NXT. Don't watch NXT. You're here to talk about AEW, and we will do that first. If you like, all of those of you who are only here for AEW could stick around uh, while we talk about NXT. It's the go-home for Halloween Havoc. They tried to pull out all the stops by uh, bringing in a whole bunch of main roster talent. Uh, mixed results on that. But, um, <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, we'll be talking about AEW first, then NXT and um, if you would like, uh, you can get in your Super Chats at the bottom of the little deal. And uh, and then you can do um, the, um, the, the the Humper Chats at HumperChats.com, which we prefer only because it gives us a little uh, sweeter piece of the pie, uh, which is nice. Uh, uh, I, I should say also... I'm your host Alex Palowski, and with me is Kate Elizabeth. Kate is doing this on her phone. God bless her, because she's traveling, and the ghost of bad Wi-Fi has haunted her to Always. her new new area. Always. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Who's the war really between Alex? Is it between AW and NXT, or is it between me and my Wi-Fi? I think what happened it, was
1: if like, if it's if it's between you and your Wi-Fi. It's a route and you should surrender because because the Wi-Fi is kicking your ass.
3: I am the underdog baby face in that situation as I keep yeah. losing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping it'll come back on here, but uh, I think my luck just ran out of, I had my Yankees win game five today. I had one of the best wrestling segments I've ever seen between MJF and Regal and it was just too much. It was too much of a smooth sail for me today.
2: Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Uh, so here we are on my phone.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, so uh, the dynamite. Uh, what was a was a good dynamite with an all time segment somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, an all time scary moment in all of wrestling at the end. Uh, yeah. And so uh, and and after that happened, I had to watch six minutes of the most humdrum NXT in the world. <laughs> Because that got an overrun, and I had to watch that while thinking about Hangman Page. So I guess we should start there. Yeah. Um, I've, I'll i leave it up to you since you, in the olden days, back when it was me and Sean and Warren Hayes, uh, Warren covered AEW, and I covered NXT, um, uh, and then there was Louis Dangour was in there for a while. It was all of the, a weird mishmash of different people. But uh, um, we all tried to watch both things, but one of us would make sure we knew what the hell was going on on one of the shows. If stuff was happening on both screens, you had to focus on your particular one. And out of habit, I chose NXT. I don't know why. Maybe I was feeling nice and wanted to give, uh, give Kate a good thing. So I focused on NXT tonight, and Kate focused on AEW. So I'll leave it up to you. How do you want to address... This thing. Do you want to do the entire match starting first, or you just want to talk about what happened at the end?
3: Um, let's talk about the match, I think, overall. Uh right. obviously there was a, a very scary moment with Hangman, um, which we can talk about, but the match I felt like for the main event was fantastic. I mean, you got yeah. John Moxley bleeding in his hometown. What more <laughs> could you ask for? Uh and I like what they did to recover from it at the end. I, I felt like was a very good call, like to send MJF out there and say from what we had seen early, the fact that this was an audible was really well covered, I think, and and made a lot of sense. Um, it's just always whenever there's a, a shoot injury in something, it's it's of course overshadowed. I think John Moxley is one of the best uh in situations like this, like what else did this happen in where I can't remember. Oh, when when the, the fireworks didn't go off or only Mm. the fireworks went off at the exploding ring main event. He, I felt like covered that really well by saying that Kenny Omega built a really crappy, uh, ring because there was so much of that story going into it, uh, for him to, to say, you know, that he hopes the best for hangman, um, that he gets to play with his babies for him to say that. Well, the Yankees didn't go into extra innings today. Uh, I thought was a, a nice nod to to what their lead in was. I thought that was extremely clever, uh, and I I liked uh, how MJF ran down with the chip. I thought was really great. Like, are they going to completely call this audible or is he's going to kind of listen to what Regal had said earlier? I thought was a nice way to cover it up. But um, just it's scary. It's a always a a reminder of the fact that whilst scripted and as protected as a business can be wrestling is, is a very real thing. Um And uh yeah, I, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about the match outside of that, but it was really something else up and up until then.
1: Um Yeah. The, the, the match um, was, it was outstanding. It was everything I wanted it to be. And I knew it was just getting going. Uh, I was getting to that really great plot spot where both guys are, um i mean i guess pun intended throwing haymakers at each other uh trying to land a knockout blow um and they're just going to be a couple of you know wonderful uh kick moments at 2.9 and uh we'll we'll see uh um a uh a buckshot lariat ducked and turned around and into the into the uh, into the Death Rider and the first Death Rider will get kicked out of you know it'll be something something great in the last five minutes of the match because they had like a good seven to ten minutes left in in, in the show when this yeah went it round. was nine
3: fifty three when Mox had the mic in his hand so you figure that yeah. happened a minute and a half beforehand yeah and they gave this match a ton of time you know what I mean this they was, did. Being given with, the main event championship match feel that you w- would want as a championship match on free TV for sure.
1: Yeah, um, it it just... Uh, so the, the spot happened with uh, what they call the King Kong Lariat where Miz, where Mox is. <laughs> I've been doing too many late night Raw reviews um, where Mox explodes out of the corner and hits the King Kong Lariat. And Hangman gets turned inside out, as they say. And uh, going back and looking at it, because they didn't show it again, but I went back and looked at it again, didn't look like he landed on his neck wrong. It almost looked like it was the impact, because that was, of all the King Kong lariats, the King Kongiest. Uh. Like Like, Mox threw every ounce of his being into that lariat. And I, w- I wonder if it just landed too high on hangman's neck because if you hit him up with the collarbone then there's all kinds of weight there to take that blow but if you hit him in the actual neck that's gonna rock and and what i thought was initially oh he's got a concussion like and i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but um and it could be they might be taking a whole lot of precautions but they um they they put him on a on, on a on a back brace on a gurney um, they they loosened the lower rope so they could get him out of there without having to worry about that being in the way. Um, and the way that Moxley cut the promo on afterwards, like, I hope he's going to be okay. I hope he can, I hope he, not not like, I'm sure he's going to make a full recovery and we'll see him back here in AEW. I hope he can play with his little baby again. Yeah. Like, and you know that like, the people who are doing this stuff, can spot the difference between a that guy's going to be up for a few weeks and this is really scary. And they can spot it like that because they've seen both. Um, And so the fact that Mox was looking at that and goes, this is one of the second ones, that really threw me up for a loop. We got Big E tweeting out prayers for Hangman, which is like doubly Mm -hmm. sad, but – like Taz was so like somebody said Taz was shook on commentary he was not only was he speechless Taz took the sunglasses off yeah. to like make sure he could see all the way to the ring which Taz never does on camera I've never seen that man's eyes before not since like 2002 <laughs> he's on the sunglasses so um I I mean I don't I don't want to make light of it cuz it is a crazy thing that that is kind of what we do here we try and smile through the pain um uh yeah, this is – it puts a, a, a damper on what was a, otherwise um, an amazing dynamite, an amazing match, but I thought that they did such a great job, and kudos to who, whoever improvised backstage. Yeah, smart. Whoever, whoever's call this was, was like, get a mic to Moxley, have him call out MJF. MJF's going to bring a ref to the ring. Um, perfect for it to be Remsburg, too who who just looked like somebody woke him up from a nap like he had <laughs> no idea what the hell was going on
2: <laughs>
1: don't lean back in the chair it's a, it's, a, it's a hotel chair you have never know what happens um yeah yeah <laughs> don't tempt fate not tonight um but they um so he he brings the chip he's still in his street clothes um so it's like i mean you knew it wasn't gonna happen but i did love how they 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 wrapped it back around to the amazing promo segment that we had already seen which we'll talk about at length when we get there but um but i love that they wrapped that back around and i love that they said okay you know what we can't give them the full championship match tonight let's do something else and i loved that that it's not mjf doing what we think mjf would do which is to Pick the champ at its weak as weakest point, cash in and uh and become uh the champion. Instead, he says, No, I want you at 110%, no excuses. I'm gonna beat you for real and prove I'm I'm a I'm a great wrestler. Um uh, and I want you at full gear. I think I always expected it to happen at full gear. Um, and now now it's official. They made it official. Let me tell you, um, whatever was happening. Uh, on NXT wasn't gonna get the eyeballs during this segment. The what they were doing at at, at this as soon as I was say, "Hey, if you're not watching AW, turn it over there." Hangman's hey, hurt. I don't know what's happening. Mox has got a microphone. MJF's out there. You call your friends and tell them to do this. At least yeah. in the old days, when people called each other, you text your friends. I'm old, Um but. <laughs> But I remember I remember the days when you used to take up the phone and you'd say, hey, hey, Operator, Operator, get me Transylvania 65,000.
3: There'd, there'd be a dial and you'd <laughs> be, spin it. And you'd spin the
1: dial. God help you if you had more than one nine in your number, because it would take forever to spin all the way back around. Um, <laughs> that's Papa Pulowski. For those of you who only watch the AW reviews, he shows up, apparently, as of last Tuesday, shows up every week. Um, uh, it is... Um, I love that they they uh, they gave this broadcast that as a bonus. They yes. weren't planning on on having that announced tonight, I don't think. Um, but I love that they that they had a, had a way to to like give a bonus instead.
3: Yeah, I think um, that's where the story was going, and that's where it should go. I think, you know, Sean says it all the time: predictable is good when it's good. I think that the segment we got out of MJF and Regal tonight is predictable. Is great when it's great. <laughs> like that—that that was one of the most compelling pro wrestling segments I think I've ever seen. So, uh yeah, just unfortunate stuff in this main event. And I did see some people saying it was just a concussion, and pointing to like Tua or whatever uh, on the, on the football side. And I think in general the conversation is changing, but it's also important to know, like when we say things like just a concussion, we have to understand like what we're actually saying. Just a concussion is a brain injury. And I listened to a podcast on this and they made a really good point. Uh, Alex Smith, whose career was kind of taken from him by a, a concussion of his, because this Patrick Mahomes kid came in and the rest is history. Well, he was out with a concussion of, you know if you if you break your leg if you if you break your arm uh you're definitively out you know what i mean like you're out until it's not broken anymore and you've healed with your brain it's so different and it's the most important organ in your body and people will try and change. i mean we've heard danielson in interviews talk about how he was trying to pretend he wasn't concussed so that he could keep wrestling so when we say things like just a concussion i just i want to make sure that we're keeping in mind that it's a, it's a brain injury. And uh, when you get one, you're much more prone to them from, from what I understand. So it's just really, really important that in a world of fake fighting, we understand like concussions aren't like a, ah, oh, just a concussion. Like it, they're very, it's a brain injury. It's your brain.
2: So. <laughs> um,
1: I, uh, I, I, I think that years and years of, he got his bell rung. Let's hope he can get back out there later today. Uh, in, in football, there's a lot of people who who don't who haven't made that jump to just having your bell rung means you've had a brain injury. Right. Like no, nobody just has their bell rung. When your bell gets rung, there's been a trauma trauma inside the brain, which is not the place where you want the trauma to happen. Um, and like a
3: good indicator is if you have to make a cute metaphor about the injury, instead of talking about the injury and just full face, that's a pretty good idea that you're trying to maybe skirt something. If you're like, Oh, a bell rung. Um, so, so just, I mean, from us, of course, like best, best thoughts and healing thoughts to, to Hangman page. And um, you hope it's a, a quick healing path, but more importantly, a, a complete one.
1: <sighs> yes um <laughs> keep us keep us keep us posted lecs on please, your entire yeah. drive home i want i want to know what's going on if, <laughs> if you hit traffic let me know um uh yeah apparently uh uh people are saying hey man gave the thumbs up on his way out good that's which a really good sign which is good, which, if which you have
3: is good. In, in your extremities that's a really good which thing. is
1: which is which is good um uh so yes please uh get in your uh super chats and humper chats um Jam Beard saying, between Mox's way of talking about it and Taz being shook about it, since his career had ended due to a nick injury, has yeah. me fearing a bad injury. Like, just you just you just you don't want to speculate, but you definitely hope that that wasn't it. Um, yes. Uh, uh, and uh, Jam Beard has a has a has a thing. We're going to talk about this a little bit more later with the idea of what's what MJF's uh, uh, arc is here. But MJF should beat Mox at full gear. MJF thinks he won clean. But the firm has interfered without his knowledge, and that should complete m j f s face turn um i will i will i will say that that is uh not my prediction, but uh we will talk more about that when we get to that amazing promo angle uh, chris Mueller says this is this really Mueller says something that uh, uh that helps um makes me feel very good even after a rough night you two provide some nice levity this show rules is out of both of you uh thoughts to hangman absolutely thoughts to hangman that guy is yeah. He's great, and he doesn't, like, this is one of those things, like, you know, he's still, you forget about 31 years old, like, how much of a career you have ahead of you, you don't want it to be cut short at this point, um, so,
2: so, yeah. And
3: additionally, I feel like a lot of people liked last, last week's Dynamite a lot, I had a lot of complaints about it. I thought this was a really strong dynamite event to have that kind of be the thing at the end is, is a, is a heartbreaker. So I'm glad there's a lot of other happy things that we get to talk about with this. Cause I thought this was a, a really, really strong episode and there's some clarity and stories that we haven't had yet.
1: Emily let Allie stop at White Castle. She's celebrating the fact that Mox blew her a kiss. <gasps> Come on. Come, and she blew you a kiss too, Emily. This Make is nothing stop. if this is nothing if not an occasion to stop at White Castle.
3: Yeah, you shouldn't even need an excuse, but if ever no. there was one,
1: <laughs> I would never eat at White Castle. So anyway, I, I never,
3: <laughs> have, I never <laughs> have
1: either. I know, I not even um, in
3: college. Never. So have.
1: yes, uh, uh, th- those of you um, who uh, who only watch uh, the show on because there is a thousand more of you that normally. Watch us on on the post to post NXT show, so uh, you won't know this, but we have a, a little running running gags that happen. These people are still here. Those the 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 the, uh, the Tuesday of faithful, J W Pringle was one of them. Says uh, SGS family, one true Alex, best bangs in the biz. Kate Elizabeth, Council of Marks, ladies of cease and desist, the man that started this whole wacky bit, Papa Paul Elizabeth, welcome new kids. What a wacky night of wrestling. Yeah, wacky would be one way of putting it. Um, uh, But yes, thank you, uh, JB Pringle. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Jambeard chimes in. Emily, let Allie lead it. Why why (laughs) guess you two might even make it? Harold and Kumar. You you never know. True. You never know. Um, uh, Robert Lyle says that we were running late because Kate is trying to get her dial-up modem to work. Kate, it's not even your internet. It's the hotel's internet.
3: It's the hotel's internet. I'm at a work event. I had a really lovely day. I'm at a work event. And then, um, because it's like a an internal company event, we had like a group activity of going to Top Golf, which was fantastic because it was while the Yankee game was on, and so it wasn't directly in front of my face, so I didn't have to look like an insane person in front of all my new coworkers, which was really important to me. But I was able to keep tabs on the game because it was on at like the Top Golf bar, so I was able to to keep track. The Yankees scored early. And I also appeared normal to my coworkers, which uh, yes. that as far as I'm and I was pretty good at top golf. So a triple win for me. And then we got some really great wrestling tonight.
1: <laughs> CEO says White Castle is Mama 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 ma, Mid. Um, Never had it. I mean it's whoa 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 white castle. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Their 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 burgers are small. And they have lots of onions on them. And I hate onions. So I'm never going to eat at White Castle. That's just never, never going to be a thing that I'm going to do. Um, Tom LaValle uh, is, is is calling our bluff. Says, four-hour show. Let's go, Team Kalex. SGS <laughs> for life. Um, uh, Lord Kev says, good evening, Mr. Alex and Miss Kate. And uh, Beard says that uh, Kate's internet is run off an old-timey thread spinning wheel. Perhaps. Might as well be. Perhaps. Uh, she's on her phone tonight, folks. That's how she's making it work. Um, uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, plus, Kate in a hotel because the bathroom is next to the bed. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Um, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> Jake Salazar says, I implore everybody to stay for the jukebox at the end of the show. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. But, like, listen, the jukebox is after the NXT review which Is after the aw review. If you're only here to listen to, listen to talk about aw, there's no way they're sticking around for an hour and a half of nxt to listen to the jukebox. Yeah. But come back tomorrow, queue up the replay of the video, and watch the jukebox. You might like it. Um, uh, so uh, Orion Ben says, Kate, the ultimate multitasker today. Um, I'm doing the best, yes, I can. Doing, like... the, doing the best you can, Internet's um, hanging
3: on by a thread here,
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> So overall, Pete, uh, Pete Davies says uh, Dynamite was great. Some great matches, um, great promos. Rio returned. Soraya getting physical, but prayers and thoughts with Hangman. This sucks. Yeah, that's kind of it. Like everyone's like, my God, all this. This was great stuff." And 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 then the end, uh, which sucks. Um, uh, Justice Gilliam has a question that I have no idea what he's referring to because apparently I've been dealing with a sick five year old all day. Justice Gilliam says, "Is there any way to the ROA streaming deal? Was that a thing that was announced that I missed?" Oh, I don't, I don't know either.
3: But if anyone's going to have information on it, it's fightful. So keep an eye yeah, out. We
1: Brian Alvarez, okay, tweeted something about it. Okay, well, good, 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 good. I, I hope that I, I hope that happens. <laughs> I hope that happens. I hope that I hope that Desperately happens. Desperately needed. Um, um, so, uh, we started out, uh, uh, no official reports about it yet, says Luis. So we will let you, we will, Fightful will let you know if it ever happens. Yes. Uh, trust me. Um, uh, Jambeard says, speaking of jukebox, I brought a song list. Oh Lord. Um, so here we go. Um, we got our, we got the best friends versus the death triangle, mm-hmm. um, uh, to start off the night and, uh, you were the one covering AEW. So what happened?
3: Sure. Um. I thought this match was great. I really liked, man, just seeing Pack on my television again is so wonderful. He does so many great little things so well. His form on German suplexes, his bridges tonight. Um, a, a really fun story here. Him and Orange Cassidy kind of continuing this personal rivalry while holding their respective belts is a whole heck of a lot of fun to me. Uh, Pac is just one of the best sellers I've ever seen in wrestling and and maybe the best one going today. Um, This ended with, with Phoenix getting the pin, which I thought was a nice piece of the story, but some really great spots where um, I think Peck hit a German suplex and then Orange Cassidy hit an orange punch and they were both knocked out. Like just, just fun. Uh, They're on the same playing field storytelling, but also some nice, unity between the trios. I also really liked that pack went for the ring bell spot because why wouldn't he, he won with it twice in one night last Friday. So, and back to back matches. And then Ray Phoenix said, we're not going to do it like that. Orange Cassidy went for a quick roll up, which was just a nice piece of storytelling. It didn't ultimately affect too much of the match, but I just really appreciated. um Why wouldn't he go for that a third time? The refs are dumb. We saw it at the beginning of the match pack wasn't the legal man and still jumped George Cassidy and nothing really happened. So (laughs) the refs continue to be dumb despite Tony Khan saying they were going to crack down on it. Uh, But just, uh, uh, you know what you would expect a million miles an hour here, a whole bunch of fun, a great opener. I love when dynamite starts with these high energy, fast paced openers. It's just such a fun way to start off your night of wrestling, but ultimately death triangle winning here as they, they kind of should but just nice to see Pac on my television again. Like, he had that North American title and it wasn't on TV because he was defending it in, in different paces, places around the world as a kind of an ambassadorship role, which I, I think is a very good and healthy thing for AEW to have. But get Pac on my TV. So there were also references to the Elite by name here, which is I think was an encouraging sign. And we also saw CM Punk in the ROH uh, opening or kind of, like video package or whatever. So I think that's a a good sign that maybe some things are getting straightened out. I don't think you mentioned the Elite on television if they're not coming back soon. So uh, good good and encouraging stuff there. and Just a really, really, really fun opening match.
1: Orion Ben 666 says, was waiting for pack Ray Friction, knew it was coming. There was that moment where Ray was Mm -hmm. like, no, don't use the hammer. You don't need it. And Pac's like, but I, but I want to hit it with the hammer. It's so much fun. (laughs) Let me
2: do it.
1: Um, uh, and here's the deal. Yes, yes, yes. I was waiting for that friction as well. I think it's great. Ray Phoenix is an honorable man, and Pac's a bastard. And and um, and if there's a rift in the best friends, then that means Pac and Ray Phoenix matches like plural, like many of them, like for a for, like, so, so, so here's the deal with this, Kate. I don't trust AEW to follow through on that. And I'm afraid I'm never going to get those matches because I was really excited for Jamie Hayter versus Britt Baker matches. Apparently I'm never getting those. I was, I was really, really excited for for Daniel Garcia to face Chris Jericho for the ROH title at full gear. I'm not, I'm not getting that uh, Daniel Garcia is back with the thing. So there's a the deal um they love doing the are these two people who you would love to see feud about to turn on each other and feud and they go no they're not i know you want it but we're not going to do it for you so until they actually give me ray phoenix versus Pac, um i'm just going to assume it's not going to happen so i don't get disappointed that's a a very
3: fair call because that would just be the most incredible match (laughs)
1: Yes, My goodness. Uh, I, 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 I des- des- desperately need that. Um, so yes, I, I think the right, the right team one, I like it staying with Death Triangle for a while. I mean, uh, you know, Orange has got his, his, uh, his gold. Uh, although double gold would be kind of funny, because we had to, if he had to carry two backpacks. <laughs>
0: Or like a yes, really, really big
1: backpack. Like Maybe he'd have to have it like in a rolly suitcase. Like he'd, he'd have a backpack and they don't want him to be like in a rolly suitcase because he because the rolly suitcase is the ultimate lazy way to travel. So, of course. Like, you know, it's perfect. Um, so um, uh, we got this uh, little uh, uh, video package, uh, which I guess was from the Road to Mox driving through Cincinnati talking about mm-hmm. Hangman and setting up their match. Well, anyth- anything to it more than more than I just said, or
3: not really. Um, this was just good. You know, I, those road twos are, are oftentimes really, really great. Uh, uh, well done. And I think an appropriate lead into what we saw later tonight, but again, that all kind of got overshadowed. So not yeah. a ton to take home there. I really thought that Hangman's last promo was one of his best of him saying he's anxious and depressed and the meds aren't working, but he's still here. I think he's such an awesome, um, piece of connective tissue to his character and, and the audience. I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. So just absolutely uh loved loved that promo and those road twos are are always great, but nothing like um additional that we need to probably recap there.
1: There you go. Uh we got a Tony Storm versus Sheeta match. Yes we which, did. Which was uh, at a different time than I was expecting, which is nice. Yeah. It was and at
3: like 820 which
2: ruled.
1: <laughs> which is awesome. And, uh, and good. And a very good match. And a lot of a lot of uh, stuff being percolated. Uh, Tom LaValle, uh, like, starting to throw out just wild fantasies that could never possibly happen. Saying Tony versus Sheeta was so great. Women's division definitely on the up. Could we get three women's matches on the pay-per-view? Britt Soraya, Jade Nyla, and
0: whoever's going. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. For the
1: AEW title? I mean, is it possible? Three women's matches on one
2: pay-per-view.
1: They've actually done that, but one of them was a pre-show match.
3: I can't remember which pay-per-view it was.
2: Yeah.
3: It might have been... but. I can't remember. I think it might have been Revolution. It couldn't have been because they were injured. But uh Chris Datlander and Layla Hirsch were on the pre-show and it was the best of all three women's matches, I thought. Uh it was it and because it was fantastic. But one thing that they're good about usually is they'll get at least two to three because their pay-per-views are 487 hours long. So it's like <laughs> you got to do that and they do like putting a usually a solid worked uh women's match on the buy in or like we saw the mixed tag last time with, with ruby and and Ty. so uh so hopefully we get to see that but i am encouraged by some of the things that i'll I'll talk about the match since you set it up here for me uh i i loved this i felt like it was nice to see sheena back on my tv feeling important again I feel like the story made sense. They were tag partners, but there's not a tag division. So, of course, she would want the singles title. And, of course, these two would know each other very well because they've been tag partners. I think Tony Storm legitimizing her interim woman's title by beating previous champions is also a really good piece of storytelling. And we're starting to see stories get built outside of the title picture a little bit more, which I don't love that maybe it feels like they're overshadowing it a bit because of who's involved. So a couple people have made that point, but I love seeing women's stories outside of the title picture. I've been screaming about this for years, (laughs) like literally years. This is what I've been asking for. So some really encouraging changes. I thought the match was great. It got about eight and a half minutes. um, And not only is that longer than a lot of these matches have getting, but it was also just balls to the wall for those eight and a half minutes. And I think the story, Got told in completion in those eight and a half minutes. Some really great counter wrestling in here. We saw Sheeta lift up Tony for the Falcon Arrow. And then Tony kind of did a float over. She ended up on the ropes and came down with a kick, which Tony turned into a German suplex, like a really, really great spot. Uh, they just, it was very, very physical, very hard hitting. And I feel like it was nice to see an energized Sheeta and a program that both made sense and featured some great in-ring work. It looked like there might've been something that was, she like picked up Tony Storm and slammed her, which I think was initially supposed to be a suplex and it didn't work. But what I liked was these are two women who are great in the ring and they were able to work around that where I feel like in the beginning of this division, some of the wrestlers hadn't really, they're still kind of green in the women's division. Like they might not have had the ring awareness to to do something like that. And these are two women with a ton of experience that have grown tremendously. So it's just nice to see that too, even in situations where something didn't totally go right. It didn't derail the entire match in any sort of way. So some really, really encouraging signs from the women's division, them being on in the spot rules. Uh, I, I mean, I've been as big of a critic as anyone and Initially, I wasn't like in love with some of the changes that they were making, but I didn't want to cry about them because I've been asking for change for so long. These are really good changes. Um, In that post-match, we see the bad doctor in her Steelers jersey, which I loved. Women can do sports trolling too. Thank you very much. Uh, Coming down with the bad girls and we see the emergence of Riho. So another thing that has been a persistent complaint of mine and a lot of people has been we're just not getting enough women's talent on television. So to see Riho come back, to see tag matches happening on Rampage, uh, it's all very encouraging. And I hope there are changes that stick around for a while. We had gotten some nice top of the hour matches. And then we were back in that like typical 927 PM slot last week. Didn't have that much of a problem with it last week because it was sandwiched between two title matches. Um, So just a really, really great match and logical storytelling continuing to be told. And like multiple women's storylines going on at the same time, it's just it's refreshing and it's simple. And the things that I felt like should be obvious seem to be coming to light now, which has made me very happy. But great stuff. Tony Storm retained that. Uh, that DDT is awesome. She's great at it, and uh, looks like it finishes people. So I'll take it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um, shutdown Spurs. money is a double nothing. had Thunder Deeb, Jade, and uh, and Anna J and Ruby versus Britt. Also had Tay and Paige Van Sant in the mixed tag. I can I confess to not re- remembering um, anything there except for Thunder and Serena Deep. So that's my fault uh, for not. Re- I Ruby Britt. I don't, the one I remember is 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 the one from Grand Slam last year. I don't remember the the Double or Nothing one because the
3: it was for the Owen because Britt buried. Oh, her.
1: for the Owen and they buried her. Yeah, maybe I blocked that out of my memory. And Anna
3: Jade was the debut of athena and stokely
1: there you go there you go there you go that's why that's why that happened um so yes apparently they can do it and i've just forgotten i just maybe i maybe maybe i want multiple women's matches on dynamite more than i need four or five women's matches on a pay-per-view um, well they're,
3: they're also just insanely long pay-per-views so yes they are um, easy for them to to get lost
1: it is uh they are very very long um speaking of long this particular podcast. Um, so <laughs> um, Jambeard saying, give me the triple threat match at the pay-per-view. Tony versus Hater versus Rio with Hater finally winning. And that way Tony doesn't get pinned. Possibly. Um, possibly. There you go. Uh, Brent Lockman says, well, I was the only one that was speaking to Rio at a turn. Wrestling may have given me trust issues. I don't even know what, what a heel Rio run uh, looks like. That would be very you interesting. Know. We'd have, we'd have I to see what... Oh, yeah,
3: Just how over she is with the crowd, I think that would be yeah. extremely difficult. And she doesn't cut promos a ton at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just someone of her stature, well, I guess that's not fair. Someone of her stature, I think, could could be sneaky enough to pull off some heel stuff. But pe- people just love her, so <laughs> it's hard to turn someone like that heel when they're not cutting promos. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, um, so, uh, we got a, um, yeah, well, yeah. Nerd Guru says for comparison, NXT had three women's matches tonight. Um, mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh, yes, they did. Um, they were, you know, part of, part of the gimmick and I don't, I don't, I don't think any of them went longer than like eight minutes, but that's what NXT is. So, you know, it is, you, you get what you get. Um, and but yeah, but they were, they all were, the middle one wasn't really a match, but yeah, we're all decent enough. Um. We got a Warjo, uh thing calling out the Kingdom, um, which it's so funny to have. I don't know, maybe this is just me. It's so funny to have uh, Wardlow and Samoa Joe standing there with belts on their shoulders, calling out a tag team, and they're not tag champions of anything. They're each singles. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's just the only thing. But, um, but the Kingdom being there. Particularly with Maria Kellis being an uh, a W employee is a good thing, I think. You, Your thoughts on all of this.
3: Yeah, I think uh, Samoa Joe called her a cackling bird or something, which fucked me. <laughs> I don't normally love stuff like that, but it was kind of just a funny one. Uh, largely because of Joe's delivery. I wish they had single storylines and a tag storyline. If, like, If you're going to do the two-man power trip kind of thing, I feel like you need them to have single storylines for that gold as well as... Uh, this tag hunt that they're kind of in. But I, I, whilst I don't love the story, I like the idea of them working together quite a bit. And I think this could mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. Very excited about the the kingdom, particularly Mike Bennett and, and Maria. Uh, I've spoken at length about Maria and what she's done for the ROH women's division before that shut down. And she's just a, a great presence and, and mind to have back there. And um, OGK is... A reliable tag team that I don't feel like you have to, like necessarily push to gold. Like they can they can work some really reliable matches with a lot of teams of a lot of different styles without necessarily having to be in a tag picture to feel super important.
1: Agreed. Um, Jam Beard says only way I want to heel heel reho is if they give her Sunny Ono as her manager.
3: <laughs> okay,
1: that could work. Uh, FTR backstage. They've been involved with War Joe uh, recently, uh, but they're not sticking around to do more stuff in, in the ROH ranks, even though they are ROH champions, because they want the AEW titles, and they need them right this very second. But hold on, says Swerve and Keith Lee. This was a very, uh, I thought, effective and good uh, backstage um, uh, little little you know inter- interview battle. I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> they got to talk to each other. They it, they each have a point of view. There are there's there's even some discrepancy among the 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 swerve. And key. anytime you have a lot of people in a scene, it's great to have as many perspectives as possible. Like I agree with you on these three things, but I disagree with you on this. But I know that you and I together don't like those guys. That makes for good drama, and that's what we have right here. I also. Uh, they're giving us something that I that I wanted since the beginning of the swerve in our glory tag run they're giving us an FTR versus swerve in our glory match next week on Dynamite and the winners get to be number one contenders at oh buddy am I looking forward to this
3: this is uh fantastic. Position for the AEW tag division to be in, as far as the segment goes. A few things: one, Renee Paquette has just not lost a step. Like she just, she. I work at AEW now, and I'm amazing at my job. Still, I feel authentic in everything that I'm in. Uh, just incredible work from from her to come into a new company, have taken some time off, and uh, immediately slide back into the picture and, and be fantastic at her job. Uh, love Swerve saying. Uh, oh, you've been working out these other companies and now you suddenly care? Now mm-hmm. you care to come back and win these titles? No, 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 we're number one contenders. Swerve continues to just be so impressive and everything that you would want in a champion of singles or or tag caliber. And I think the logical thing for this, the way for this to go is for FTR to win more dissension within Swerve and your glory. FTR versus uh, the acclaimed Either the acclaimed is made by beating them or FTR or your tag champs again. I think you can go either way with that. But this is just a situation where everybody wins from how this is set up. And that's not always easy to accomplish in pro wrestling. And I would argue is even harder in tag wrestling, uh, but, but just a fantastic situation all, all around because... Everybody involved benefits and that's six talent that you have on your screen that are that are benefiting from winning or losing. It doesn't actually matter too much, which is an incredible feat in, in wrestling and, and got set up in an incredibly short but effective segment, as you said right here.
1: Uh Luis uh joining me in a simple request of Tony Khan. Please, for the love of God, leave the ass boys out of the damn swerve versus FTR match. They don't they don't need to be anywhere near it. Let's just have a straight up match, please, please, please. Um, uh I anticipate uh, FTR uh winning um and getting that match versus the acclaimed, but at that point, that, then you got some interesting stuff to do because acclaimed is still super over. Uh they could lose the titles. Um because FTR is the greatest tag team in the world. But if you're going to do that, you'll probably protect them in some way. Um, or you could even have, you could have Swerve Cheat uh, with without the knowledge of Keith Lee to beat FTR. It's not a title match. They don't lose the titles if they lose this match, but you could have Swerve Cheat to do it so that they get a, a rubber match versus the Acclaimed, which I think nobody would object to. But I think that could then further the rift that is developing between Swerve and Keith Lee, especially if they lose that rubber match with the acclaimed, and then you get what we've been wanting forever. Another, are they just gonna fight and feud, please? Because I want Swerve versus Keith Lee on my television over and over again. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, um, oh, uh, Jambeard with a, a very good point. One thing about the kingdom, if and when. Let's hope it's when and not if. Uh, Adam Cole and Ke- Kyle O'Reilly come back. They could join them as a four-man stable because they're Cole's old stable. Um, and that would be interesting because, well, we know Bobby Fish isn't around. He's cutting promos in TNA to zero noise. So he's not, he's, he's not in AEW anymore. So so he they, Adam Cole needs more people. Uh, that would be good. Um, they could be
3: very fun. They could be very fun.
1: Hey, uh, uh, they finally found a guy. For Darby Allen to feud with, that I hate more than Darby Allen. <laughs> kudos, kudos. I'm oh, so no. tired. I'm so tired of watching Darby Allen pin all of my favorites. But I will watch him beat the stuffing out of Jay Lethal a hundred times out of a hundred. Let's do that. There you Let's go. Do that.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think. I mean, in ring, I think that match will be a, a whole lot of fun. Uh, I, I don't have a ton of care for the yeah. story around it, but I also don't need to, you know, this is all part of the, the moving situation around, I think house of black a little bit, that, that got mm-hmm. tricky. So that's a perfectly suitable next step for, for Darby and Jaylee I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Um, I also, I, I liked the, the, the beat down cause it was creative threw him down a garage ramp. Yes. Pinned him under a garage door gave him the, the, the figure four. Yeah. Great.
3: Yeah, and um, also like nice to see somebody using Darby Allen's world against him a little bit, uh-huh. since it is so prominently featured on this television show.
1: <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, uh, James Smith says, "Rarely awake at this time in the UK. Normally watch the next day, but wanted to show some love. Great times. Thank you, James Smith, for being awake and for taking time out of your wakefulness thank you. to watch our crazy deal. Uh, yeah, do appreciate we appreciate it. that. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Jason Major. Also, indubitably. Uh, thank you. Is, Always supportive." Uh, which is which is how, just, which is how, of course, Keith Lee accepts the challenge. He says in- indubitably, of in- course, indubitably. Um, uh, great. Um, so here we go. Television history was made. Um, uh, Regal is ostensibly out there to be interviewed by Tony Schiavone, uh, but then MJF comes out, and um, holy. Jesus, like the the promo he cut, starting out with, I'm going to talk and you're going to listen because whether you believe it or not, you owe me that much. And I was like, okay, let's get into this. And the story he laid out like concisely with, with enough details to really make you like put you there, made a whole lot of sense. Um, you're coming in, uh, He got got a hold of Pat Buck and Brian Myers, his teachers uh, in New York, and says, you got some extra work for NXT, a takeover in Brooklyn. And I remember that when he was a security guard. He was the guy that Samoa Joe shoved up against the wall as he was walking to the ring years ago. I remember the spot that he got as an extra. Um, But apparently being an extra also gets you a little tryout um, as well. And um, uh, he he did his tryout match, and Regal brought him into a private area and said, okay, you got three minutes to sell me on you. And he's like, and I did, didn't I? Your jaw was on the floor. You know this. And you said, uh, but you're only 19. So you're too young, but here's what you're going to do. You're going to email me a promo and a match every month. And I'm going to review it until we, until we give you notes. He did it to, to, uh, Two months in a row, and it was a form response from William Regal. He says, but the third month, he says, basically, no, you're not. You're not doing any of the things I've asked you to do. I, I'm watching you act. I'm not watching you live a promo. Um, and you know, one of these days, if you really think you, you you're going to be it, then you will be that, and I will find you. But WWE just isn't hiring people like you right now who need to work on this stuff. So basically, goodbye and good luck. Uh, and the way that the the way that MJF is kind of promo is with fire and rage and and anguish. Like when I read that email and I've read it every day since then, the first time I read it, I wanted to kill myself, all this stuff, um, and just going crazy. Like, I don't know what the hell was happening on NXT, which I was supposed to watch, but I paused <laughs> it in the middle of a commercial. When he started talking, I said, I'm gonna I'll get back, I'll catch up, I'll watch whatever the hell that is later. I gotta watch this. Um the just the, just let's just talk about the MJF portion of this before Regal had his retort, because Regal's retort was a thing unto itself. Uh
3: this is just MJF at his absolute, absolute best. Incredible stuff. I love. Old school heel MJF. I love the facial expressions. I love him shitting out of people's towns and calling everybody slobs and whatever, making fun of them for being poor. Uh this this makes him this is legendary stuff. This is this is the reason people have been hailing this kid for a long time. Um this is the first thing that's made me feel this strongly, probably since his dog collar match with CM Punk. Like I I had Very, very real. emotion. actually that hangman promo last week, uh, definitely moved me, but this whole segment from front to back, I was, it didn't, it felt above wrestling in a way it was very much a representative piece of professional wrestling, but it, it superseded it in or found its most authentic place. And it was the art form that pro wrestling can be right, right in this moment. Um, and just an incredible segment by MJF, and I loved how angry but controlled he was because he he had the the look at me now leverage until what happened next, which is what we saw Regal kind of come around and take it away, which I, I couldn't believe he was able to do. But just fantastic stuff. Like when he, he gets so real it, it connects to me. Um it is is really, really refreshing. And I was kind of like, why is Regal smiling? And then I found out why Regal was smiling shortly after this uh, in, in, in the most perfect way. Cause I knew it couldn't have been an accident. I knew it wasn't like Regal's not nervous. He's not a kid. Uh, but I, I just really, really loved this. And the, this pit stop on him getting to Mox is, is such a well done thing. Cause he also called out, uh, Claudio and uh, Danielson and Mox as being people that when Regal, well, I can't remember the exact line, but uh, effectively MJF had said that Regal had said when I mention someone's name in this company, they get hired, and he was like, those names, the the list of those names were Claudio, Mox, and and Danielson. Uh-huh. So. For him to get dismissed by it, and then to see Regal's guys on the other side of the coin in AEW is such an awesome full circle story that they're telling. And then uh, I'll I'll let you continue with the the Regal side of it because it was just awesome the way this mm-hmm. got turned on its head.
1: Um, uh, Regal being so damned calm in the face of all of that, as as MJF was still keyed up. Um, um, I had to, uh, start wrestling at 16 years old, uh, getting battered every night by large gentlemen who wanted to see me dead. Uh, but he, he just like amazingly but like, but now you can't do that. They don't let 16 year olds go in and wrestle 35 year old men anymore and go to sleep bleeding out of every orifice. Um, there's a lot of horses. You shouldn't be bleeding out, out after a match. Like there's some things you should probably talk to your doctor about their reeks, but, um, th- there's, <laughs> but, but his whole thing was, so that's how I had to cut my teeth to come here. That was my experience. That was the thing that motivated me to get better was to stop getting my ass kicked so much if an email did that for you you've had the easiest time of it of anybody else of anybody in the world and uh and it just the thing of it is is that objectively that might be true but to mjf it's not to of MJF, course who, like that that's the thing is that he that i can't accept that i can't accept what you're saying to me He says um our, like i'm um but but also he kept coming back to with the thing that i had forgotten even happened which is when MJ have shoved down Tony Schiavone a few weeks ago but that pissed off Regal so much in the moment that it's it makes sense for him to bring it up again but he's uh coming at him like um, I'm what they call an ODV an ordinary decent villain um and uh and we just don't do that those kind of things aren't done we don't do those things um and uh anybody who gets into gets into the ring is fair game but a man like Tony Schiavone, a good man like Tony Shivani no Thank you don't him. you don't put your hands in him um, wonderful stuff. Um, and you can see him just like, that's what you, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about this. I, I come to you with, with all of this history and all you want to talk about is Shivani. Uh, but I love that Regal being like turning around. being like, um, oh, I love that he says, you wear the diamond ring to knock people out. I don't need these knuckles. Uh, these brass knuckles. To knock him? people out? Wait, I don't this need these so brass. I don't need these brass knuckles to knock people out. I do it because I like hitting people with them. <laughs> like I just—that's <laughs> just a wonderful way to describe William Regal. I don't need brass knuckles to knock somebody out. I choose to because it gives me pleasure. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful thing. Um, uh, I I love it. Um, uh, but I love him turning around and saying, "Okay." Let's see if you're gonna, you know, take a shortcut here. Uh, Absolutely. To to also thing.
3: loved him saying, "So what? You get paid by this place?
1: Yeah.
3: So what? made um, a lot of money. That
1: doesn't. That doesn't prove anything to me. You make a lot of money. Wonderful. And Wonderful
3: like sunshine. MJF's facial expressions of that continually getting more and more under his skin uh, was such just just fantastic television. Like yeah. wrestling aside, uh, and. Now I want to see MJF versus all of Regal's guys because there's this huge story there. Um, and you know what, Alex? What's that? When this was going on, like you said, with NXT, mm-hmm. it was like, it right. was like NXT was nowhere to be found. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like it kind of mm-hmm. completely disappeared. Like it was untraceable. Yeah. It's almost like you are mm-hmm. using yes. NordVPN.
0: NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Browse safely. Browse securely. Change your virtual location with just one click on all your devices. Multiple tiers that allow you to get exactly what services you want. Four months free. A 30-day money-back guarantee. Get access to content that's geo-blocked. In your area get access to pay-per-views at a much more affordable price thanks to that content that you unlock with nordvpn.com slash fightful block annoying pop-up ads block malware nordvpn.com slash fightful how how are you going to pass this up really how i use it every day every day makes my browsing experience so much better you should do it too. NordVPN.com/fightful. slash So, uh,
1: funny thing: uh, whenever we play the videos, um, our uh, our microphones on our computers get muted automatically. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that doesn't that doesn't happen with the, with the phone. So, oh. I had to manually mute you as you were walking around your room.
3: Well, because of of course, my um, yeah, no yeah. phone isn't charging, so ah. This is great. It's fantastic. If I just if I just die.
1: Die? Yeah. yeah.
3: Just know yeah. that uh I'll be fumbling around looking for my <laughs> my cube.
1: Wonderful. Um, wonderful. Uh so uh this this was uh this was amazing. This showed so much depth in MJF. And here's my here's my thing. So what I love about MJF. Everyone, I I hope, remembers. The promo he cut on Punk, where he made us really feel—it was who so uncomfortable. Was. Was I watched so that the uncomfort- other
3: day. I was so physically uncomfortable. And
1: and and, and Punk coming out down the ramp. Like, yes, is that, tr- is that true? Like you could see how how affected Punk was by it. Two things. Uh, first, William Regal not affected by this. No, per- I don't, I don't, perfect.
3: Oh, he shouldn't be. I,
1: honestly. You can tell me your little sob stories. I'm I'm very sorry. You almost ended your life because of my email, sunshine. Like 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 seriously, that couldn't 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 give a shit. Uh, and is, like that's
3: is... even justified though, because Regal came up in such a tougher environment. Sure. Punk never said that, sure. right? He was Mr right. DIY. So
1: yeah, um, and uh, also he made us believe in that moment. I remember a lot of people, myself included, were like. Are we gonna get like a double turn out of this? Yes. Like, like where, where where MJF somehow makes us root for him during the match with with Punk, and Punk's gonna be like, they're like, well, why are you rooting for this? Am I the bad guy? Like, there's was there gonna be a moment there? And of course, there wasn't because the following week MJF He choked showed, him with a chain showed that he can be both things he can have all of that there's a reason why anybody is a villain and the thing of it is is that they've made the choices beyond the first thing the first thing that happened to them can be genuinely uh uh, traumatizing and and if you hear the story you can be affected by it but they choose how they react to it the origin story of every villain ends with a fork in the road and they can choose to go down one path and get better and use that to be a better person, or they can use that to motivate them to be a piece of crap. Okay. Um, And MJF already showed us one part of his origin story. And what did he do afterwards? He went down the left, the left path. So I think they might do that again. They might do that again where MJF's going to get us to, 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 really believe in him nothing he's saying tonight is a lie you know i don't think that he's manipulating us he's telling us his truth but it motivated him to be the guy who will who will do anything he has to to be champion and maybe he'll be a little conflicted but it doesn't matter in the end as long as he's holding up that belt and so there's going to be i think i think there's a a, a hundred percent chance he's coming out of, uh, out of full gear with a title to me yeah like I, I think you gotta do it. Um, but honestly, how he comes out of that that pay-per-view with the title is entirely up in the air. I, I don't I have I, I think they probably know MJF's winning, but I think nobody actually knows right now how he's going to win, what they're gonna do in that match leading up to it in the next few weeks to give us that moment of of MJF winning. Is he going to is he going to be come out where we're all cheering him? Probably not. But how much of a piece of crap is he going to be in the match? Crazy. There's a lot of really great stuff there. Yeah. Um, whew, I did love it. Um, so here we go. We got some, some, uh, some uh, uh, stuff here because um, uh, <laughs> Jambeard says, Bobby Fish is now just blobfish to me. Well,
3: to all of Impact's and, wrestling apparently but, as well. But,
1: but, fo- but folks, where's the lie? Um uh, it like, this Beard sounds says, like a Joe
3: Biden speech. <laughs> like it was so bad.
1: Folks, um Jam Beard says, just imagine if MJF beat up Excalibur instead. Not my man with the mask. You say you don't leave you leave him alone. That's so, where the story's going. That'll be
3: the next uh, thing.
1: That'll be the great thing. Um, I think Luis Valerial is requesting a song um uh, for Regal to sing, Can't Fight the Moonlight. Well, I think we'll that up. but that, that was in a different spot here. Um uh uh Plus says MJF and Regal was a moment I'll never forget.
3: It was, that was truly one of the most emotive experiences I've had watching wrestling, like genuinely emotionally felt extremely um like I, I very much identified with it and mm-hmm. just like the intensity of the emotion was so palpable.
1: Ugh. yeah yeah um brent lockman saying that regal calmly drawing his knucks is now a good move Is is now a mood oh yes, my god
3: like Total him mood. just having them and just just having them to not use them mm-hmm. god just brilliant just perfect
1: yeah um uh then uh we get uh shytown spurs saying forget wwe or aw the winner of the bidding war of 2024 is going to be hollywood I think that might be the winner of, uh, of the bidding war of 2030. I think, I think he actually really loves wrestling, but I do know that he will jump and do the other things too. Um, I think there's some, something there. There's also um, an op-
3: a more open schedule at AEW, which means yes. you might not have to have like an either or situation. We've seen right. that with Samoa Joe. It looks like Claudio was
1: filming something. If you're doing the Saturday show in Saskatoon – uh, for the SmackDown touring brand. You don't have time to go and make a movie. But in AEW, you have that opportunity. You have week, opportunity. Yeah. Give it an opportunity. Uh, J.W. Pringle uh, says, MJF, another promo of a lifetime. William Regal, will allow me to retort.
3: <laughs> I mean, both sides of the, I was just like, yeah. I was so blown away by what MJF did. Yeah. And I was like, Regal's smiling, though. So he has something in his pocket, but in equally... Strong of a response, like just fantastic,
1: <sighs> indeed. Um, uh, and so gray, uh, or ns ogre. I never understand which one that is but because it could be either, but I like so gray. Uh, being there alive, they had us all eating out of their hands, it was amazing. Uh, any srs updates on page? No, not that I've seen no. on, on Twitter, so um,
3: Sean was also at the show tonight and he, yeah. he messaged, I messaged him a link if he wanted to come in here, not knowing all of my technology was going to bust, but right. uh just if you want to give his perspective and he, he said that it was like hypnosis that the crowd was under watching that MJF and, and Regal segment, just incredible to witness live.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, ogre. Was, <laughs> we're going to call him Ogre from now on. Um, <clears throat> Edge is on Disney Plus because he takes four months off at a time after his wife gets murdered. That's why Edge is on Disney Plus. He's he's not doing this, the Friday show in Saskatoon. That's not a thing Edge is doing in his partner's career. Um uh are you are you percolating coffee? There is some crazy thing coming through your uh your uh your uh, your uh what what is that? what what is okay she's gone. I'm gonna mute her. I don't know what the hell's going on. That was weird. sounded like she was percolating coffee. Um, she's gone. She's gone now. I'm gonna keep doing with it. With the, here we go. I'm, I'm over here. Um, I'm Kate Elizabeth right now. Phone died. We lost Kate. Goodbye, phone. Goodbye, phone. Um, uh, I'm gonna keep talking with the with here we go. If she'll be back, I think. I hope. Um, because I didn't watch any of the next match, but um, um so. Orion ben 666 says aws back to back to back promos beat alba and toxa uh, versus toxic and sonia and carmelo and trick versus mensa and regal wasn't there also the the good brothers and cameron grimes going to the moon um uh yeah so anyway three different types of promos on par excellence star making the third promo on par excellence um is uh the fact that um we got a a rita rita wow renee interviewing utah and danielson um so i'm gonna hold on i'm gonna get rid of this thing i i was being funny for a while because i thought she was coming back but i don't know if she's coming back guys um so uh matthew plus being a hater says uh she's gone and Jim Beard saying, Kate now running her internet through a popcorn maker. It does sound like it. Although, again, it isn't her internet. It's the hotel's internet. And uh, Ricardo, the ODV, saying, uh, Matthew Plus, what have you done to Kate? I don't know. I don't know, guys. It's tough. Um, Renee interviewed Yuda and Danielson. Um, uh... <laughs> she... Kate says, I'll be back. Let me get a device working. Well, like, like that'll be nice. Um, I don't know what the hell's up with that, but we'll see what the hell goes on. Um. So, this uh, sit-down interview with Renee, Yuta, and Danielson, and Danielson being just like, well, you know, it's always disappointing to, to lose. It's more disappointing to lose to Chris Jericho, and it's even more disappointing to lose to Chris Jericho with the ROH title on the line. But you know, uh, just blah blah blah. Get a, gonna be vegan, um, and it just like it 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 hit me as being like, show some fire, Danielson, and then of course Wheeler Yuta, right there, basically saying the same thing I was saying. Like you are being way too calm about this. Um, when I bled to get into this, uh, to, to get into this, he says about his Blackpool Combat Club shirt. I thought it meant something. But apparently it doesn't. I know it means something to Claudio because we've been talking about it. I know it means something to Mox. What does it mean to you? This is disgusting. We're, like, do something about it. Get mad. Get mad, you sons of bitches. Get mad. Um, uh, yeah, I I, I love Renee. I think she's perfect at this. She really, really set up a fantastic moment uh, for... For Yuta to be um, excellent um, to, to set up some more stuff there uh, because we're gonna get um, uh, we're gonna get some more um, uh, BCC versus Yas stuff that's never gonna go away apparently and we're gonna get um, Wheeler Yuta and Claudio versus um, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. Next week on AEW, Dynamite, as well as Danielson versus Sammy Guevara, who I guess that they said, I missed this part if this happened when I was not watching, uh, that Danielson, like, said, hey, I, now I am fired up. Give me Sammy Guevara. I want to hurt somebody. That's great. So I'm, I'm glad. Um, uh, Ricardo uh, Jake Salazar says, be like your dates, Matthew Plus, and leave before it's over. Well, now, see that? See, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. Um, um, is Kate... Kate... Kate's... Kate's back!
3: I made it!
1: Yay! <laughs> um, I was just talking about the... Um, the the Renee and Yuda and Danielson segment. Rerun says, this won't get enough love after the MJF Regal segment, but Wheeler crushed that sit-down. That'll be a perfect use for Renee in advancing storylines. Agreed.
3: The only, and it's not a complaint at all, because I think Renee is fantastic at pretty much every facet of this. This is where I would rather, not in place of Renee, but this is also where I would like to see JR more. I think JR is fantastic at these sit-down things. Not having him on commentary tonight, I didn't feel like anything was lacking. I really liked tonight's commentary team. We obviously got Ian Riccoboni later, which as you guys Mm -hmm. know is my man. I love Ian Riccoboni, but I thought commentary was fantastic tonight. A breeze to listen to with those gentlemen at the helm. Um, I I thought it was great. So I would like to see JR more in roles like that, but that's not to say that Renee didn't absolutely crush it uh, here. And I thought, Danielson and Wheeler both did a, a great job with this. Uh, I just don't need the story to turn in this direction at all.
1: You to being like, why, why couldn't you see it coming that Daniel Garcia was using you for his own ends? What ends? Like it was a really bad, like there was no indication of that except for the fact that you probably knew they were just going to do it to make, despite me personally. Like the the, the whole yeah, the, mean, the whole Jericho and and Daniel Garcia storyline is a hate crime against me personally. Like it's yes. like we're trying to to hurt you. We want to hurt 100%, you. It is hundred percent.
3: Uh, they were like that that crazy man on the internet. Let's push him to the next the next level. That
1: was it. Yes, that was yeah. it. That was it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Matt. Plus, still being a hater. Damn it! Foiled again, because you're back. So that's, that's why he doesn't like that.
3: Well, um, again, Andrew giving us more money, so. Uh-huh,
1: uh, and Wag saying, I feel like Kate wore a shirt with arm colors that work with the border of this YouTube video, 3D chess. Very
3: Someone nice. told me I look like those uh, those cups in the 90s that had yes! those. Yes, you do. Now yeah, I can't right. see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get compliments on this sweater a lot, and it's from Walmart.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, there is, here is a Y2J and Castle match. I watched Dalton Castle entrance. I loved it. And He's the I did best. Not watch, I did not watch anything and, except for the finishing move of the match. You're
2: uh,
1: so I, funny. I Listen, I had to take uh, uh, some time uh, to deal with uh, a, a very sick uh, little girl who does not want to take her medicine. And so we had to talk her into that. Um, and it was not fun. Uh, but Is that a metaphor floppy-
3: for my Wi-Fi?
1: No, it nope, uh, nope, it's not, it's a true story, uh, but uh, also, um, uh, it's um, uh, it happened to coincide with this match starting, and I was like, well, don't have to watch Jericho.
3: <laughs> so, oh, darn,
1: no, nah, geez. So, tell me what happened to this match, Kate.
3: I I actually thought this match was really good, and I thought it ended on one of the better Judas effects that we've, we've seen out of Jericho. The finishing
1: move that I saw was, was excellent. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. This was, um, I really liked this. So I'm, I'm a big Dalton Castle gal. I think, uh, a lot of people have been introduced to him through, I've heard people say that they watch AEW dark and this was the first time they, that they heard of him. They saw him calling Jericho a naive, stupid little silly goose last week he's such a special talent because it's a character that we see or an archetype that we see get steered in the wrong direction a lot. Sometimes I think with the kind of flamboyance and um, the pageantry that he brings, but it, uh, it feels so much more carefully handled in his hands and and everything about it is intentional. The use of the boys at ringside is, is so much fun and I feel like normally when you have characters like the boys, you're on the heel side of things always because they're there to do what? To, like, interfere, to pick you up and and help you cheat, things like that. But, like, Dalton's used it as a face so well. And he's also a really good wrestler, which I think people got to see tonight. I thought this match was really, really strong. I – there was a near fall – I can't remember what the move was, but holy cow, did I bite. It was a kick out at, like, 299 that I – I thought with this, there was a chance that they might give it to Dalton anyway, because I didn't think it was going to happen, but I thought it would have made sense if they wanted Dalton to end up with the title, but they didn't want to have him beat Claudio Makes sense. But him beating, like him beating Claudio wouldn't make sense, but him beating Jericho would make sense. So I thought there was a possibility that the door was open to do that. I didn't think it was going to happen. It didn't happen. I don't know if they worked things out with Gresham, but the more anti-ROH, the more Ring of Jericho, the more I'm going to ruin everything ROH ever stood for thing that we get makes me think maybe Gresham is the guy to dethrone him because he hasn't been released from that contract, I don't think. Uh, So if they did work it out, that would be a really, really cool way to put the belt back on Gresham. But I, I loved this match that Judas Effect worked like the juice effect should work all the time. It works like how Malachi Black's The Black Mass would work, uh, where it hits you really hard and out of nowhere, and finishers like that are effective, especially for aging talents. Uh, because of that reason, they can be very realistic, very hard-hitting, and they don't take a lot to deliver. So they're they're easy to buy, especially when someone's a heel. But really, really loved this match. I thought the story going into it was was pretty fun. Don Castle is just one of the most entertaining wrestlers in the world, and it's really cool to see him on a stage like this. And I get so many tweets blowing up my timeline now about, like, I didn't know who this guy was, and I don't normally like characters like this, but this guy rules. Like, I that warms my heart, because he's been a version of this guy for years and years and years. So to see people... Starting to understand the difference between guys like that and what Dalton Castle is doing is something that I think is actually really, really special. And as an ROH nerd, it, it absolutely delights me. Loved the match. It was kind of like the underdog in me was like hoping that Dalton Castle was was going to win here. I knew he probably wasn't. But I, still, I felt like a a better use of Chris Jericho's time on television than we've been seeing for a little bit. So I'll take it.
1: Um, Brent Lockman saying, that felt like the entrance Dalton has always deserved. He killed it tonight. The entrance was amazing. Um, uh, Christopher Marino saying, Dalton Castle out sports entertained Jericho. Because he was <laughs> using it for the powers of good. There it and is. not the powers of evil. Just, that's, my, that sports entertainment can be good when it's done. Entertaining. To entertain as opposed to troll. Uh, which I believe they're doing it deliberately to me. Um, (laughs) Rick Abani
3: commentary, of course, great again, but like, not only is he my favorite play-by-play guy in in the world, but him having knowledge of ROH product coming onto television showed up a lot tonight with Dalton Castle, a lot tonight.
1: So tell me the story of Jake Hager in the hat, because everyone's talking about Jake Hager in the hat. And how were the boys trying to take his hat? And he was like, no, that's my hat. I love this hat. There was a lot of hat. A lot of hats. Okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> uh, I listen uh, listen, uh Jake Hager loving the bucket hat is the most character he's had in years. And I'm yeah. I'm down I'm down for him getting to play. That's fine. Uh, Hager killed boys tonight. So there you go. Um, Ringside.
3: Ringside um, no,
1: okay. shenanigans always. Okay. Um, CO says an ROH deal may mean one hundred percent less Jericho on AEW TV. I can hope. Well, yeah. So 2025 people till 2025, my nightmare continues until 2025.
3: I wouldn't be surprised. So I'll, I'll make this distinction too. Cause we talk about this a lot. Wrestling fundamentals versus taste. It makes a lot of wrestling sense to have Jericho be our inaugural champ of something. We literally saw it work with the sure. initial launch of AEW, right? So mm-hmm. I don't hate it. And him being the anti-ROH makes sense if you're going to set it up to have the right fall guy on the other side of this. So right. well, I don't like that it muddied up the story with Garcia and I would have actually liked it if they had just followed through with the face turn for Garcia. I haven't been as anti jericho Appreciation Society as you have. I want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard. I've been kind of more in on the trolling because I think it's funny because I feel like they're doing it to mock nerds on the internet, which is a hobby of mine. So I, I've i actually kind of enjoyed the AEW Galaxy sports entertainment run of Jericho, But all of that goodwill gets kind of thrown out when you don't pay it off. Like him being the the sports entertainer villain, I think is great, but not if he's winning this much. Right. Like that but, part doesn't work. So if the right ROH person beats Jericho, this could all end up being worth it. But that right. might have to be an ROH invasion at this point. That might have to, right. it has to be someone like Gresham, someone that's synonymous with things. So right. uh, that's the part that concerns me is we haven't had anybody... Pay off
1: this build for Jericho yet? Right. See, I, and I, I respect that 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 you, um, you like it because you think it's uh, mocking nerds on the internet. But I myself am a nerd on the internet, and I so it's <laughs> mocking me. And I don't <laughs> like to be mocked. Uh, Jambir is saying that Hager is now Mr. Hat, Mr. Hat, <laughs> and Orion Ben says that Sam is now Mr. Slave. Oh no. So, that was so a very
3: go. good Mr. Garrison impression. Holy now, cow.
1: Honestly, it's very, very limited, as we've seen. Can't do anything. I can only get Mr. Hat, Mr. Slave. <laughs> uh, uh, that's all I can do. I can only do those things, two things. Um, so uh, Tom LeValley says, I've been a Jericho-holic since 96, 97, but Dalton Cast was completely won me over this uh, this year. That entrance, that man deserves his flowers. Yeah, he's, he's, he's big and he's great.
2: fantastic. He he's really been is great.
1: Funny. The problem is, is, that nobody watched ROH for the times that he was great there.
3: It was like, like that, me and four other people. I can admit yeah. it, but he was mm-hmm. great. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. Uh. So after the match, there was a little uh, detail where they were going to hit Rick Ian Riccaboni with the with the with the thing because no. Jericho wants to burn down the place he's the champion of, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but okay. Um. But then Jerry Lynn came out to stop him. So he got pile, dri- pile driven, pile drove, onto uh, pile drivered. Uh, the pile was driven onto um, uh, the, the belt on the stage. Uh, they made a big deal about his, his uh, surgically repaired neck, uh, which was probably bad karma for later in the night. Uh, but um, uh, Jambeard saying, before I wanted Gresham or Garcia to buy Jericho, but now because of the Jerry Lynn spot, I'm calling for Eddie to finally be ROH champ beating Jericho. Eddie Kingston.
3: I, I like that idea, but I don't think Eddie Kingston is the ROH prototype guy to no. launch ROH. But uh, Eddie Kingston winning anything ever makes me happy. Eddie Kingston finally beating Jericho makes me extremely uh-huh. happy. I just don't know if you want to use that as your pilot story for for ROH. I think it's got to be one of those. Like, it, it feels like it has to be Gresham at this point. I don't know who else it would be.
2: I
1: I think I think that particular train has sailed. Um, like I don't I don't know, man. There's that th- that seemed like there was some animosity in that breakup. Uh, between it did. him and Tony Khan.
3: I just, you know, it's wrestling, so I I hope for the best. The only other person who's that synonymous with ROH that I can think of is lethal, and he's just a a heel right now and nowhere near this. So I'm not quite sure who who that guy is. (laughs) Um,
1: Pile-driven? Jake Salazar says, hashtag beat up Rickabonny Jericho, and uh, Luis has threatened to ban him for, for requesting this crime against humanity. Thank you. And he also, Luis also says, "Give me a Lin match now." If he's taking bumps, get, put him in a match," says says Louise. No, which I mean, no. Um, okay, so we've 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 talked um, about. Uh, well, Achilles uh, says, uh, um, "Homicide versus Jericho." When I'd love to see that. Well, uh, sure, why not? Well, get. I thought for sure
3: that was going to be something that happened in Blood and Guts or like mm. that he would have got called in to even up the numbers game or, or something
1: right. like that. Right. Um, so we talk about um, uh, Mox, uh, the Hangman match, um, uh, but we have a lot of uh, thoughts here on um, the uh, the injury to Hangman, which we've discussed before. Um, a Hangman was injured uh, taking a bump off of uh, King Kong Lariat. Uh, looked like the, the, the Lariat was was came up high on him. And I'm not sure if the if the impact from that was what did it or landing. The landing looked all right to me. Like I've seen much worse looking landings taking a flip bump off of a Lariat before, but who knows? We don't know what it is, if it's a concussion, if it's a neck thing. We have no idea, but they 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 stretched him out. Uh, Matthew Plus saying Dynamite was the most emotionally draining wrestling show I've ever watched. There were scripted moments that took my breath away. And a very real moment that broke my heart. Thoughts with Hanger. Hashtag SGS sucks. See, Matthew Plus only doesn't like us. He's actually a decent guy.
3: It's actually kind of like sweet. Us. I'll say this too. I There's a lot of discussion that happens. And I don't want to like bring this into it. Kind of the, the old heads talk about flippy Do style or whatever. Mm, like, right. hey, Darby Allen's going to die in the ring because of all the stunts he does. I'm not saying those are safe things. I'm not saying Jeff Hardy doing what he does. is a safe thing when he's in the ring. Right. Uh, But there's also the very real thing that, uh, you know, Biggie's was, um, Biggie was almost paralyzed because of a Bosch German suplex. All of this is dangerous. I'm not saying that like there aren't spots that are higher risk, obviously, or like, but like the idea that a certain style, uh, is the only dangerous thing about wrestling is, is just nuts to me. Like every single time it's never lost on me. It's never lost on me that every single time a wrestler enters a ring, they're putting their physical self at risk. And there's also an extreme mental and emotional toll that goes along with putting yourself at physical risk every time. So just important to keep in mind, like, as those discussions happen, like it's not a certain style. It's not a certain type of spot. It's, committing to being a professional wrestler means that's the risk that you're willing to take. And uh, I think it's just really important that we appreciate that Mm because that's a huge sacrifice.
1: Yeah. Brent Lockman saying uh, a concussion is your brain crashing against your skull always to be taken seriously. The just a concussion thing always hurts to see. I think a lot of it also is like um, in, uh, in movies, a lot of times, people will be knocked unconscious. Like, oh, he's fine; he's just sleeping. No, 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 no. That was a bit ho- of like, if you're, if you, if you, I pass out from a concussion, you have problems with your brain. And like, like actual doctors, like I've seen, like, like, like uh, neuroscientists or doctors that that neurologists who will like make YouTube videos of like, stop knocking out people in movies, and yeah. because it makes people think that like, if you get knocked out, you're fine. Get that person to a hospital because they could die. Like it's a weird thing about like what we what we think of when we think of being knocked out or knocked loopy.
3: I'll say too. I feel like there's been a tremendous amount, and I've I've like worked alongside the football industry a little bit too, so I've, I have particular uh, sensitivities to this conversation because I've heard it in a lot of avenues. But um, I I think there's been a lot of progress in that. And I think part of why when people say just a concussion is because comparatively it could be paralysis, it could be a a ruined spot. So like just a concussion might mean in the grand scheme of things, it could have been so much worse, life ending paralysis or whatever. So I think that's an important thing to keep in mind too, like that it could be worse in those situations, but concussions not being taken Lightly is something that has come to light so much more recently, and I'm thankful for that. But we we can't just just a concussion right. dismiss right. things. It's it's one of the most dangerous things that you can like, have happen.
1: Just for an example, anecdotally, Luis Valerial saying, "I got the Chris Daniels bloody eyes thing for weeks after a concussion in freshman football." Yeah, you know, like like uh, oh boy. um I, I, I was will, I will say this that there was a there was a guy. Who, um, who who, had an episode years after he graduated, but he had four concussions in one season of high school football. And then when he was 22, he had like a mental breakdown episode that went landed him in jail. Like who knows if that's what thing, but also four concussions in one year of football in the nineties, it's high school football. What have we said? He was a second string defensive end. We didn't need him out there that bad to coach. Um, I would like encourage anyway.
3: you if and I don't want to harp on this too much, yeah. uh, but I, I would encourage you to listen to ESPN daily with, uh with Alex Smith talking about his experience, having had yeah. concussions and how he was like, yeah, I had two, but like, that's just what I was diagnosed with. But him talking about throwing a touchdown and not remembering it. Cause he wasn't there for it, but he threw a touchdown with one. Like it's, it's an, incredibly complicated and insane thing. And for athletes, it's a more complex discussion because they don't want to lose their spot. They don't want to lose their spot in football. They don't want to lose their spot in wrestling. So uh, just best thoughts best to Hangman. But uh, it's a very mm-hmm. important podcast if you have interest in what we're talking about here.
1: SRS on, on Twitter is saying that aid or VEW sources have indicated that Hangman page was taken to a local hospital to be checked out. Here's hoping the best for him. The end of dynamite was said to be improvised, as you can imagine. Yeah, and honestly, like kudos to both Mox and and and, uh, MJF. Uh, The fact that it wasn't like that it that it's it is not being said. This was a planned thing we wanted to do for the end of the show. We just ended up doing it five minutes earlier than we wanted to because of whatever it is. Like it was fully improvised. Like those guys are friggin' masters
2: fin- yeah fantastic
1: you know, uh shot kid says prayers for hangman i was honestly loving this episode of dynamite before that injury and seeing taz speechless somehow broke my heart even more yeah. injury aside as strange as that sounds i thought the rest of the show was really great
2: me yeah, too
1: it was brent lockman saying uh all the good vi- uh, vibes to hangman um uh hate to see moments like that hope he's okay great show tonight but how can your how can your thoughts be anywhere but on the Cowboy? Absolutely. Um, yeah, Christopher Hart saying, reminding us that reports are the hangman. gave the thumbs up at least, and so that yeah, is good. yeah, that's yeah. important. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, Jam says bell ringing gives a bad visual of what the brain does inside the skull because the clapper in the bell goes back and forth and crashes <laughs> against this. Yeah, that's that's kind of the same thing. Honestly, it's an uh, it's an apt analogy. But we've decided it's like ah, it's just it's just get yeah, your belt. Um, 22 Vine 3 photo says there should be no White Castle blasphemy, please. (laughs) Uh, Hashtag, hashtag Cowboy Shiznit. Uh, Also love what Jade may do. Yeah, Jade uh, is, is uh, calling out Nyla. Like, Tony Khan, you bring Nyla to the ring on Friday uh, at, at, um, a uh, rampage, and she better have my belt with her, or I'm hijacking your whole show. So, so that's
3: fun. a couple interesting notes here. She had a Reds jersey on, which seems like a very babyface move.
2: Well, uh, her
1: husband played for the Reds for a really long time.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah. kind of awesome. Oh, yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and. Yes, I, I liked this, and I also liked her turning to her baddies, like, how did you not know? <laughs> how did mm-hmm. you not know that that's what was happening last week? Right. Uh, so an effective segment, and I also just, she has such a big presence that the idea of her just hijacking a show with the mic is, is an awesome thing. Threat because <laughs> I could probably watch her talk for an hour. She's very charismatic. <laughs>
1: um, Michael Keyes, who is a 14 month member of the Fightful Trainees, says, Don't care about wrestling at the moment. Hope Paige is okay. Yeah, I think we can all kind of like you, 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 you learn how to like compartmentalize things, but absolutely. Um, yeah, it's
3: very weird to do these once when people get released or there's injuries. It's very, very weird to do these post shows, quite honestly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Christian Cage little vignette saying he's going to send his right hand of, of Jurassic kick-assness uh, to beat up everybody, coming for all the titles. I don't so. care. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I love what they're doing with with Luchasaurus, but until, um, until Christian is healthy, you can't run the end of the storyline, and there's not a whole lot they can do treading water. Um, with with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus having matches, uh, so I guess they're going to have Luchasaurus. Like, is 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 the land of the lost, wherever the hell he's from? Is that is that in the Atlantic? Can he challenge uh, Orange Cassidy for the All Atlantic? <laughs>
2: um,
1: uh, uh, um, um, Jarvis saying MJF is a mega star. I love the story of MJF being kind of an unofficial uh, unofficial member of the BCC that wasn't good enough and went against the grain, followed his own path, made it to the top in spite. When he wins the title, it's going to be an amazing moment. Um, I think there's, I think there is the potential. If he gets a big reaction, a good reaction from people, like chanting his name, when he wins the title, there is the potential for the greatest all you people promo ever. If there's a guy to cut a really great all you people promo, it's MJF. Coming out with that belt and saying none of you gave a damn. You like me now because it's cool to like the rebel. Like there's, a, there's, some, there's some really interesting stuff there that could be there. Um,
3: I think that's that- a very, very possible thing in Newark. Uh Newark is going to probably be cheering for that guy, no matter how much he craps on them. And I'll say it again. I say it a lot. But my favorite You People promo uh, that was ever done to date was when Punk turned heel on The Rock. They had a way too long segment, but the first half of it was the most effective You People work that I saw. And it was because he was calling out other people in the locker room saying that they were underappreciated as a heel, kind of putting them over at the same time uh-huh. as he was burying the crowd. And I think you could see something um, to that effect, even with the firm, if, if they want to make that a a full-on faction of like, Ethan Page has been walking around here and you, uh, you know, completely underappreciated, not getting TV time. And what did he ever do except be great? Like there's, there's opportunities that if you wanted to legitimize the firm as a thing to do it, I think my preference is that you have an egotistical MJF just on this solo run, but with, with the firm at hand as, as necessary, which is kind of what they laid out, but good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um We have uh, some more uh, chats. Nick Campbell saying, does anyone else feel MJF loses this match at full gear? gets the rematch revolution and takes it because he worked through people to earn it. I just feel like you gotta you gotta hit that. Uh, the, iron hit is, the, iron, the iron is the iron the really iron yeah you gotta hit that iron. It's, and it's for so the hot.
2: love of God,
3: let John Moxley go on vacation.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, let him go on vacation <laughs> for God's sake. Um, uh, Nick Camel saying Hangman saying he's a man mirrors MJF saying it to Regal. Loving the overlap when it's done well. AEW using others to build layers. I mean, like, listen, obviously, the most important thing is that Hangman is healthy, period. But I've always said, man, there's, there's a really, really interesting parallel between Hangman and MJF. There could be a big story through 2023 leading to... The bidding war of 2024, if MJF is still champion, when he gets signed by WWE, he's going to take it with him. Somebody's got to protect AEW and get the belt back. If that guy is hangman, there's a lot of good storytelling that can be done there. So,
3: And I, I also, with that, I think a lot of people forget the hangman MJF history with the diamond ring. Uh, when Bret Hart was there, and MJF got that promo on Bret Hart. And that's why I'm so glad Sean's not. Oh, God. Hi, Sean.
0: Hi, guys. So um wanted to hop in here real quick. Uh, for anybody asking, Hangman thing wasn't a work. I think we all know that by now. But there's they're still I've still got, like, dozens of people on my DMs. Not a work. Um, they did stretch him out. They pulled up the rope to do it. Uh, I was told that he was taken to a a hospital. He's being checked out. Uh, the The terms I was given was responsive and stable, but that a statement should be coming soon. I'm going to leave like uh, any additional health updates to Page himself or AEW in that sense. But um, yeah, uh, just in the venue, we couldn't even really tell what happened. It was very, very unusual because we couldn't see specifically that spot obviously um so we were all just like what and then when they stopped it we had no we we had like not really an idea of what was going on but uh obviously the end of that show was improvised they hadn't planned on doing all that then Uh, i've asked aew for an update and haven't been given one as of yet but um keep your eyes locked on my twitter as soon as we get that statement whether it be from AEW directly or on their twitter uh we'll have it up but yeah I got to send um send love to Hangman I hate to see that yep. man um it is it is a bummer cuz this was shaping up to be an all-timer dynamite too and yeah completely separate of that just want the guy to be healthy uh, I know Hangman to be one of the, the nicest guys one of the funniest guys in wrestling and you just hate to see anything like that. And unfortunately stuff like that happens. It's just, we hope that that what happens after that, you know, we don't want anybody compromising their quality of life. And unfortunately those are the risks that a lot of these people take to entertain us and to make a living for themselves. But um, yeah, just, just a bummer. Very bummer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It really was. Uh, It's uh, because he's just what a swell dude. On top yeah. of everything else, you know what I mean? Um, uh, crazy spot too, because it wasn't like they took some crazy off the top rope dive thing. He it was on a lariat, like yeah. it was on a lariat. Like you, you, how many thousands of lariats has Hangman taken in his in his in his career, and just one of them goes wrong?
0: Uh, the rest of the show was incredible. Uh, the Blondes got an incredible ovation in Cincinnati. Just really, really good. Good for um, them. That that was that was cool. But the show itself was really good. They were, I don't know how it came across on TV, but they were into the women's match live, like very much. they were doing
3: chants, which was nice to hear. That was very nice.
0: Big for Riho as well, which made me very happy. But Mm -hmm. um, live, it was was good. The the venue wasn't full by any means, wasn't close to being full. But, um, I mean, different night, a little bit awkward uh, build there. But you just hate to see it end like that and... It's about. Also, we didn't get Renee live, which was a bit shocking because she's a Cincinnati girl now. Hmm. Yeah. It was a bit surprising. But other than that, uh, a very fun show. And I thought it was shaping up to honestly be one of the best Dynamites that I'd seen. Dalton Castle and Chris Jericho absolutely killed it. Killed it the man. boys with Jake Hager was just, oh, it was masterful. The boys were so over in front of that audience. The women's <laughs> match. Was fantastic. Soraya got a great reaction. Britt Baker with the right kind of heat. It's not just that she came out in a Steelers jersey; she mm. came out when they absolutely suck ass and acted like it was an accomplishment. Right?
3: Uh, beat the Buccaneers. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. The Buccaneers. Yeah, if you kidding. listen to
0: Tom Brady on the sideline these days, but um, <laughs> you also had a, an outstanding trios title match and.
3: The MJF a, regal
0: stuff. a special promo like oh my god that promo was special i couldn't believe i was seeing it live to the point that promo was so good that it made you wonder if a very serious injury at the end of the show right was a work to set up having time right for for that and um yeah <laughs> kentucky jen says one game back, Sean. <laughs> I know our friend. Uh, if that's if that's our fr- friend Kentucky from Reddit, I am about twelve games back in the lead for anything on Reddit right now. <laughs> that much I assure you. I am out of the playoff race <laughs> on that forum these days. But um, this it was oh it was so good. Let me tell you, after the nightmares in traffic that I had uh, <laughs> with the Bengals game, it was easy to get in, easy to get out of the Heritage Bank Center. It was a smooth setup. Uh, Concessions were easy and stuff, too. I didn't see any merch stands, so I don't know how the hell that things were were handled there. I know they've had a shortage of late. so. Mm. But um, I had a good time tonight. I had a good time last week when I saw a bunch of you in Toronto. I'll be back on the post-AEW show next week. I might do a bonus show on Fightful Select to kind of talk about my experiences here. So uh, fightfulselect.com. I'm just saying today we had some news on a guy named Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know what what I possibly could have reported about him. I don't know. I don't know Weird. what we could have reported about that nope. guy. But yep. we had that. We have all the producers from uh, Raw this week, backstage notes. We had updates on Becky Lynch as well. Yesterday we had the Raw plans. Uh, we had JBL's return as well. We had the backstage report. And then a new documentary with Warner Brothers Discovery. I'm giving you the sell. $5. Just $5. That's it. $5. $5. $5. Just think about that. $5. $5. Listen, I know a lot of you signed up last month because people were getting bit. I can't (laughs) promise you nobody's going to get bit this month. Maybe you should sign up again. Yeah. Maybe you should sign up again because somebody might get bit.
3: I like the sell on the hypothetical bite. Hypothetically speaking,
1: (laughs) someone might get bit. Bite insurance, just yeah. in case someone gets bit. Get
0: on the ground floor now. That's right. It. If somebody turns into a zombie, we're going to be on top of that story. That's uh-huh. true. Uh-huh.
3: We've seen zombie lumberjacks before.
0: You never know when they're going to show up. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, it's, it's been fun. fun. It
3: sounds yeah. like you had a good time.
0: I made it back before midnight as well, which is pretty pretty. Swift trip. Uh but yeah. See you guys later.
3: Thanks, Bye. Sean.
0: Bye. Um
1: uh so uh, I'm gonna do a couple more of these. Uh I <laughs> Ali wanted me to show the mop. <laughs> I'm not doing that to Sean. Allie. I'm no, I'm, uh, no, I'm not showing him the mop now. Um maybe some other time. Um uh <laughs> Wheeler Uter. What uh, uh, Orion Ben says that uh, Yuda was channeling me, saying, "You gotta get mad at Jericho. Get mad." <laughs> um, yeah, I was just uh,
3: like hold my beer. <laughs>
1: he's, no one's. But apparently, he's got to go through obedience school and not bite people. It's um, true. Uh, JB Love says, "Legitimately, the MJF Regal promo was like watching a damn mammoth play. It was glorious. Like the 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 the." the Old-held grudges are great, especially if they're real-life ones. That was it's just, just
3: amazing how much they can reference what happened at another company without making it feel like it's about that company, if that makes sense. Like that they're focused on the origins of what happened, but not where it happened a little right. bit. I, I think is is just really, really strong strong wrestling work. Uh,
1: Tom LaValle saying, Mox not getting a vacation gave us Renee on TV. I, did, so, I was
3: actually thinking about that. I was like, this guy's going to go on vacation and his wife just got here. It's like, mm-hmm.
1: man. <laughs> that's right. Um, Jesse Ozog is now a new Fightful member. Thank, Thank you, you so Jesse, much, Ozog. Jesse Ozog. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, uh, so, um, <laughs> because we have to acknowledge it before we get into NXT. Call Me the Breeze says, only for Kate would I utter these words. Congrats to the Yankees. Um. <laughs> uh look at that look at that face look how genuinely ha- she happy happy she is uh rooting for uh the um, the evil empire um uh, and we tell says, you
3: i was at a work event at top golf and my bay didn't have it on but the bay next to me had it on and okay. i would casually go over to socialize with those co-workers but actually look at the score right. and everybody right. knew what i was doing but was kind yep. enough to play mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. it was uh it, it was really really it was a really fun thing to um, be able to like see in real time, but have like this inside secret with myself that I was having an anxiety attack on the inside. <laughs>
1: um, uh, um, so uh, Louise saying that they face the almighty Astros. Oof. And actually he says he's not optimistic about the series, but Hey, one can hope. I was hoping for the Mariners to sneak in and win one just because it's always good for the team that's never won anything to win one. I know as as a Milwaukee Bucks fan how that feels, <laughs> and I always hope for the team that's never won anything to win something. They were uh, that a really was...
3: fun story of baseball this year. It would, it would have been fun if they made
2: it.
1: <laughs> it would have been it would have been great if it had been like uh, the Guardians versus the Mariners for the right to go to the World Series because it would have been like first thing you know for the first thing for the Mariners like ever to be in the series, but. Guardians uh, haven't won since the '50s, I think. Cleveland okay. hasn't. It's that kind of happened long on the
3: NL side, though. You've got the Padres and yeah. the Phillies.
1: So. Well, the Phillies won in like 08, 09. So I, I feel like you once yeah, it's like 15 years. Okay, oh. fine, fine. Yeah, I guess okay. it could be
3: that they were third in the a, in the NL East. No, that's true. La di da.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's true. <laughs> uh, they're only in the playoffs because the Milwaukee Brewers got swept by the Marlins to end the season. <laughs> Stupid Brewers. Uh, Jose Flores says, Hey, Kate, go Strohs. Congratulations on your Yankees making the next round. This should be an entertaining series. Uh, it should be an interesting, t- entertaining series. Um, yeah. But having okay. to
3: turn around and play tomorrow is rough. <laughs>
1: right. no, that is rough. Um, Aaron H. Um, says, uh, super excited for Batman Gotham Knights this Thursday. Me too. I won't send in a jukebox so you can, y'all can get some sleep. If you look at our <laughs> jukebox list, we're not getting any sleep. Thank you both for being a bright spot for a bunch of us weirdos. Uh, that's right. Not only am I a weirdo on the internet, but I am the voice of the voiceless for the weirdos on the internet. That's <laughs> me. Um, uh, Live Dynamite. Uh, Gem, uh, Gem City says, um, Cheer uh, 100, they only had one merch table. Scored a real cool uh, Buckeye Combat Club shirt. One merch table. That's crazy. Bukai they do, they do a
3: terrible days. job with merch.
1: Sorry for Rusty
3: okay. T's. Y'all do a bad job with merch at live events.
1: Uh uh, hold on. Yeah. Padres have never won a World Series. So maybe, maybe yeah. I'm secretly rooting for the Padres. Um, um so a, a whole a whole bunch of brewers are on the Padres because the Brewers got fleeced in a trade this year. Maybe I'll root for them because of that. Okay. For those of you who are only here for AEW, have a have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you can stick around for NXT. It's a lot of fun if you decide to. I know you're not normally here, but um, yeah, here we go. Um,
3: In fact, Alex, I would say it would be miraculous
2: if people would were it? here. Yeah, it would
3: miraculous. Be. Like how if you and I ever do get to bed, we're gonna need some delightful mm-hmm. sheets to sleep within. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: If only there was a brand that could deliver us the best night's sleep possible.
0: Right. <sighs> Take it from the dirt sheet boy himself. You don't want dirty sheets on your bed. That's not what we do around here because we have Miracle. Specifically, try slash Fightful. Get 40% off and three free towels. You don't want to wake up sweaty and sticky. Maybe you got that heat on during the winter. Well, Miracle brand... At trimiraclecom slash Fightful has self-cooling properties using silver-infused fabrics originally developed by NASA. They are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. And they prevent 99.9% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner, fresher, three times longer than other sheets. Help avoid those allergens and all those irritants that you can get when the bacteria builds up on your sheath. It's better for your skin. It's got luxurious comfort and quality. Since I started using Miracle brand self-cooling brand sheets, I stay comfortable all night long. Go to TryMiracle.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful to get your three free three-piece towel set and save 40% off. TryMiracle.com slash Fightful. There you go.
1: Um, so we started out with with Pick Your Poison match number one. Um, Cora Jade was on Raw last night and picked the poison of Rhea Ripley uh, coming to, to face um, Roxanne Perez. Um, so Roxanne Perez uh, versus Cora Jade in a Weapons Wild match this Saturday on uh, Halloween Havoc. By the way, come back right here post NXT I havoc for you Kate and me to, to review it but um she's like yeah sure why not I'll beat the hell out of <laughs> Cora J, uh, uh, out of uh, Ren- Roxanne Perez for you why not it's my first televised match since June so uh sure uh, I'll do that in NXT she brought the entire fam with her I guess they all just got gotten the the roadster and drove on down. <laughs> uh to, to to orlando to wally world um and uh um because dominic was out there for some reason i was like dominic is finally in nxt now the trick is don't let him leave just make him stay like tie him to like the weight machines or something um uh doc chris mueller says i didn't see nxt but i saw that shamrock shake was on he was he was there and um uh, so this match was uh, with uh, it was Rhea was like getting her sea legs back a little bit. Yeah, she, she's definitely playing big, powerful heel. Um, she's not doing a lot of a lot of the spots that when we've seen her do heel before. We're not seeing her do a lot of the stuff that she used to do. But she's she's just throwing Roxanne all over the ring, selling for Roxanne a little bit. This is a good this is a good little preview of what a Rhea Ripley and Roxanne feud could be in a couple of years. Um, when they're at the top of whatever women's division they are in in WWE, I think that's that's fine and good. But I'm like, well, you don't have Rhea Ripley lose her first match back, especially not in NXT. That's dumb. But you really don't. You don't want to pin Roxanne Perez uh, like five days before her big match at the pay per view. That'd be stupid. So what you're probably going to have to do is have Cora Jade come in and um, interfere. And um, and that'll protect Roxanne. No, nope, just have Rhea, Rhea Ripley pin her. But um, I guess they had to—they protected her by having Dominic climb halfway up onto the apron and Roxanne be standing there and be like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here," and then turn right around and get uh, uh, riptided. So <laughs> there you go. That's that's what happened in your first picture poison match. Rhea Ripley's back. I love Rhea Ripley. I'm happy to see her back. I wish they would let her work. Maybe they will. They'll work her back into it. Right now, it looked like the style they want her to wrestle is naya Jax, which is not what she is. She's way more athletic than that.
3: So I have issues with her being a heel because she's not one. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: If you took away this kind of South Park goth look, like people love cheering for her. Like she's extremely likable. It's only because of who she's booked against kind of that she would be a heel, but the only person she's really been booked against like as a potential dance partner in this world of wrestling is, is Beth. Right. So uh, I, I, she's always read as a face to me. I've always wanted to cheer for Rhea. And so when you have this like almost Slap, sticky, wink, and a nod heel thing. It, it, it doesn't really work for me now that she's back in the ring, which is something I didn't even foresee. Roxanne Perez is as pure of a babyface as you could possibly have, so uh, she has to be heel in that sense. Dominic being a distraction was just flat-out weird to me, but a, a decent enough match. I, I do feel like you can tell this is Rhea's first match since June I think working that style isn't her natural go-to, but I also think it's a safe way to reintroduce someone back into the ring because she is powerful enough to do it, especially with someone Roxanne's size. Loved that this kicked off the show. I think that was a really smart move. I like definitive endings. I feel like if there was a place for a DQ, because of the reasons you said, this, this one would have actually made sense. But I don't think... I don't know, right? You have Roxanne lose on the main roster to Bailey, and now you have her lose to Rhea. It's, it kind of just makes her look like she's not ready for the main roster. Uh, but Rhea being back in the ring is an exciting development. I hope she's fully cleared. I hope we, we get to see her versus Beth. I hope we get to see her wrestle on the main roster. I, I just adore her. Um, so hopefully, as the training wheels come back off a little bit, we we get to see more. But I, I continue to love Roxanne. I, I think she's great. I think she's special. I think by the time she's 21, she'll be on the main roster, if not before then. Um, mm-hmm. and, and she's just, there's just no way you get that good, that young, unless you put in a ton of hard work. I've never bought into the idea of being a natural. The only thing you're natural at is, is working harder than everybody else in the room. So, so good on her. She continues to just be so smooth in the ring. And uh, yeah, there's a, a solid enough opener.
1: Bryn Lockman makes a good point. Judgment Day has turned from a house of black tribute act into every group of bullies in every movie from the eighties you've ever seen. In then he Lincoln. lies. Then he lies and says it works. It does not work. <laughs> it's bad, um, so especially raised, with Dominic's there.
3: I raised this point on the main on the main channel uh, Friday, and I don't want to dig too deep into it because we're two hours old already. But I, I was trying to think of who's actually over and my litmus test for that was if you take someone out of what they're currently in who still has the momentum and to me that's Rhea Ripley. I don't think I don't think Dominic is over as, like people are claiming because I think if Rhea's removed oh. from the picture he has nothing there. So does that is him being in this angle in this act right now mean he's over or does it just mean
1: oh. that the storyline's over? You know what I mean? No. No, whenever he speaks, people boo, not because they don't like him, but because they don't like him. Like, there's a difference. They don't like the idea of him. Although I have come around and I've realized, Kate, uh, this was the post show last night, that it's actually a giant tragedy that, that uh, Dominic either um, isn't, is trying as hard as he can to get better and is failing at it. But everyone telling him, good job, kid, you're doing great because they don't want to anger his dad. Um, And those people are enabling him, which is sad, because he will never actually learn anything if he thinks that what he's doing is good, but he's trying really hard for his dad, you know, and also his other dad, uh, who tragically passed away. Um, Or he really doesn't want to do this. He's being pushed into being a wrestler when he knows that's not what he's good at, and he doesn't want to do this at all, but he's got to do it because... He doesn't want to make his dad angry, or everybody's going to be so disappointed at him. And he just want, he just wants somebody to tell him you don't have to do this anymore, Dominic. You can just you can go away. We I'm, we release you. I'm telling him. Yeah, yeah, I know. He just wants that. And either way, it's a tragedy. So I've decided to like turn my anger at Dominic into like a poor kid. Some he just needs a hug, and you know he's never going to get one. Um, no, the- the poor kid thing is the storyland they've been shoving down our throats for this. Yeah. Like, really uh, so Ria is the only one who's over. You, you you could put her, you could have Rhea do anything, and she she'd get over. She's great.
3: Yeah, that that was kind of my litmus test for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, backstage, Cameron Grimes uh, fa- flashes all of the money he has left on on the planet Earth because he invested in crypto, um, and and he flashes it in front of Luke Gallows, who does this. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's he, apparently the scent of money makes him go crazy. Evidently. Um, very fastest of him. Um but yes, he's Cameron Grimes is paying the good brothers to help him fight off the schism. And that's what we get. That's that's a backsta- it, honestly it was it was I I love the idea of him of of the good brothers only working for money um because that's the only explanation for why they're back in WWE when they said they would never ever ever come back.
3: I love um, Cameron Grimes as such an everyman kind of guy while having money was such a fun thing when they did it the first time around. I love them going back to it. I I think the whole I got lucky on Stonks. Mm -hmm. I'm not a rich dude, but I happen to have all this money while keeping this persona is, is so much fun. I uh I will reserve judgment on the Good Brothers because I've I've just never been a huge like Good Brothers gal, so yeah. it's kind mm-hmm. of just there for me right now.
2: Right. Uh, the, but uh, it, the it guy that came feel in like... to
3: help is losing to Dominic Mysterio at the bait roster, yeah. so I'm pessimistic. <laughs> the
2: the
1: yeah the guy the, it does feel like their last match that they actively tried for the whole thing was like 2017. Like, they're just, they're, they're just happy, like, collecting the paycheck, and, you know, if the bag is big enough, we will secure it. Um, uh, they're just, it, yeah, they're just, you know, they're, they're funny when they let them, you know, like, when they allow them to be. But anyway, um, uh, what did, uh, here we go. Uh, Jake Salazar says, I don't know who Cameron Grimes was, but I saw him Monday. I did not like that, and I do not like him. He seems very annoying. He's very annoying, but it is on purpose. It's, a, it's kind of like a sports entertainery annoying. Like, he hey, there, I'm Cameron Graff.
3: We're going to TV. Um, but he, you didn't see it tonight, really, but he, on a dime, can turn a. I, They had him cut his hair, and he gave this promo about how important his hair was to him. So like, he can turn on a dime and make you feel something really quickly. He's right. a, a special performer, but what you saw tonight is um, more of, of the silly side.
1: yeah. Um uh Jambier says I know it's only like a 1% chance of this but do you think Dom would do better in a company who would let him do more Lucha style rather than the WWE version of Lucha style cuz he hesitates a lot I mean I think that's as fast as he can go but um <laughs> no you, I don't his... I, I don't I don't think him doing more lucha stuff would help him out I think I think the fact that he does uh like a, what is it what is it what did we decide it was A, a, a 309 and a half <laughs> it's not a 619. It's a 309 and a half. It's like half a one. It's a half yeah. a 619. I
3: mean, just watching him do the three
1: amigos is rough, man. It's not okay. Uh, We're going to try and breeze through this because we don't have a whole lot of Super Chats, um, which you guys could remedy if you want. But uh, we're going to have to talk. We'll talk about, about this. Oh, they interviewed Grayson Walla, uh, who's who thinks he's going to beat up um, uh, Apollo Apollo Cruz Because, hey, that that... That wheel moved by itself, which really freaked me out, which is why I lost the match last week. Um, and then Chucky shows up on the Titan Tron. It's okay. I'm Because I, I did this later in the night, and it also made me upset. I understand you did a cross promotion, and you're not allowed to have the doll on set. But could you at least make his mouth match up with what he is saying? On the pre-recorded video, I swear they just had him do, and then they try to record the voice over it, which doesn't work. Um, and why? Why are you a, a scared of a doll that is hundreds of miles away? If it's in the room and brandishing a knife, I'm I, okay. But I don't understand why we're scared of the doll when it's hundreds of miles away. But Grayson Waller got so scared of Chucky, telling him that his match with Apollo Cruz. Is now going to be a spin the wheel, make the deal match um, because Cora and Roxanne's was going to be, but they'd spun the wheel before they made the deal. If you, it's only a spin the wheel, make the deal match if you spin it on the night of the match. So they're doing that now with Apollo Crews. And that made um, being told that by a possessed children's toy made Grayson Waller run away. That happened. Yep. There you go. Um, uh, uh, so uh, AW has has tweeted that Hangman has been diagnosed with a concussion and was discharged from the hospital, which is like again didn't just get his bell rung, but a million percent better than may have what a fracture have in his been. neck and we're keeping him overnight, kind of a thing. Um, thank God. Um, uh, I'm very very happy. Uh, that 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 is that is the news, um, but considering that Adam Cole's been out with a concussion since uh, June, and that Rhea Ripley was out with a concussion since June, who knows? Like how long this could be? Like like people are saying Adam Cole, we have no idea when I, we don't have a timetable for Adam Cole. Like that's th- th- those are scary. So again, a better case scenario than than neck being broken, but also a bad case scenario. Right. Yeah. Um, Tony D comes out with um uh, with Stacks with Channing Stacks Lorenzo, who's no longer just stacks. They put that Channing Lorenzo back in there. And um he's like, Come on, help me into the ring. And honestly, I don't even see him using any weight on, on the crutch. So I don't know if this if this thing is a work, it, it or what. Um, but he got he gets in the ring, he's okay, he gets in the ring. Tony Tony D is like, Hey, wouldn't you like to know who your opponent is, wouldn't all of you like to know who stacks his opponent is? Well, you'll find out right after this commercial break. And I was like, I didn't know we could do that. But, uh, but okay. Um, and he comes back and uh, the, um, the opponent is Shinsuke Nakamura, which Sean said, hey, he, he might be appearing in NXT soon uh, in a report uh, earlier this evening uh but if you told me it was going to be here i would tell you huh because i don't i don't understand does does, does 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 tony d have a has have connections in the yakuza like i i don't i don't understand why like if you told me he made a deal with mvp to bring in omas to beat up his his guy that makes perfect sense if you told me um, that he um, he, he gotta uh, put a little scratch in the pocket of, uh, in the hands of Braun Strowman, I would be like, okay. But I don't know why Shinsuke Nakamura, baby face on SmackDown, has anything to do with Tony D. I don't even know how that conversation goes. Like, <laughs> hey, there's a brand new surfboard in it for you. If you'll come down to Orlando, it beat the piss out of my friend. Like, I don't know how that works.
3: I think it's a a reforming of the League of Nations, and it's really beautiful. (laughs) It was so successful the first
1: time around. Maybe Tony don't need to spoke to Rocky Marmero.
3: That could very well be.
1: Uh Um, So, uh, Nakamura uh, comes out, gets a huge uh, ovation from the crowd, who was very surprised to see him, because why wouldn't you be? (laughs) Because it makes no sense. Uh, And then stacks. Does all right in the match. Like, he he gets Kinshasa out of the ring. Nakamura rolls him back in. And then Stax gets up and goes like, come on, bring it on. And he gets another Kinshasa for his troubles and loses. It's,
3: I don't want to have nothing to say. But right. like, because of the, what? And the fact that this is there's not a story here or going to be a continuing right. feud of any sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a ton to say other than what happened in the match, which is what happened in the match. Would you recap? Huh? So not a ton of insight here. What was going on at, on AEW at the same time? Do you remember?
1: Um, mm, This was the last thing, I think, that happened before MJF came out, like... It was like okay. it was very, very you know, some, some, uh, somewhere along the lines of that. I think I don't know, I'm not really gotcha. sure
3: if it was no, on no. the same time as MJF no, no and it was Riegel, no, it, would... it was
1: on the same time as Tony Storm and Akaroshita.
3: Okay, if it was on the same time as MJF and, and Regal, I would have just uh, kind of no. laughed because no. that was the segment that was handled with the most care on one program against mm-hmm. the segment that was probably handled with the least care on <laughs> the mm-hmm. other program. If those two things lined up, that would have made me laugh quite a bit. But I. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean this happened. I'm i never sad to see Shinsuke in the ring. This just made absolutely no sense, but
2: yeah. Shinsuke is
3: um, wrestling on TV.
1: Uh backstage, uh after this, we uh it was gonna see Shinsuke back. He hasn't wrestled in a long time, so good yes, to see no. him back. Um if he's like is he going to NXT like long term? They're not using him on SmackDown for anything, so him just showing up and teaching some kids the ropes. I don't know. Um uh, so, uh, but after the match, uh, Tony D's like, Hey, you short heart kid, you pressed me a lot. Good for you. Now let's do something else. Cause we got no storylines going on right now. So, um, uh, Hey, um, Bob's your uncle, uh, Nathan <laughs> Frazier's backstage talking to, talking to, uh, to Axiom reminiscing about, um, about their, their series of matches. Um, um. It's like those were the
3: times.
1: I thought I almost had you with that one. <laughs> yep, uh, that was a good. It was a good move you put on me. Um, and then uh, 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 Vern, Vern Wagner comes over, and uh and it's like, what are you guys talking about? You should be talking about how we got a match on Saturday. Come Saturday, we got a match. And you should be talking about that. That's what we we're, we're here to talk about. The match we're going to have. I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to become the number one, uh, the North American champion. Tell him, Robert. And then,
2: yeah, that's it. So,
3: I for because I was anchoring the AEW side of this, had NXT kind of unmuted with the volume yeah, down for a lot of this.
2: Probably, and great. I
3: was like, it is okay for this part. That that's the. <laughs>
1: Yep, yep, yep. Um, We got Alba Fire coming out, and I was like, oh, who is she wrestling? It's somebody important. Who is that? And then Sonya Deville came out, and I was like, oh, right, I forgot all about her when she got her ass kicked by the smallest woman on SmackDown. Um, Right. uh, That was weird that they chose to do that because uh, this didn't feel important when it should have, and yet match wasn't important because I think it went three minutes it was very short. Alba won with a with a roll up uh, because uh, the toxic the toxic attraction decided to get up on the apron, get in the ring, and like take finishers from people for some reason. Like uh, Gigi Dolan took a running knee from uh, De- Deville when when Alba Fire got out of the way, and then Alba Fire rolled her up, and then they beat the hell out of her, and then they 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 beat the hell out of her. And they were holding her back with, with her own bat. That wasn't on fire. And then Mandy Rose came out. Mandy Rose came out wearing her best see through cat suit because that's what she does on Tuesday nights. And she's got blonde hair again. I mean, it's blondish, not platinum blonde, but it ain't dark anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She's still a heel. I'm not really sure.
3: It's tough because um, that was her whole personality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: uh, it's been getting progressively lighter though as good yes. hair care would dictate if you want to go blonder you have to do it gradually otherwise you fry your hair so
2: yeah.
3: good for her for her uh, hair health I love Sonia I don't understand what's going on with her right now Alex Mm-mm.
2: <laughs> Mm-mm. no I don't either
3: I was hoping this would at least be a competitive match I figured out if I would win because there's not really uh,
1: of the uh, three uh, matches tonight I thought this one would be the longest.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Of the three women's it was matches tonight. The but it was the shortest by by a good margin. Um, it was very odd. But but as Mandy Rose is talking shit from the bottom of from the bottom of the apron, um Kaylee Ray one by one just beats up three people who are holding her down. Like, oh right, well, that's Kaylee Ray. It's not Alba Fire, it's Kaylee Ray. Um, and then uh, gets in the match, gets in the ring. Vanny uh, Rose does, and uh, and there's a there's a standoff. I'm not really sure what happened, but they have a match on on. <laughs> they have a match on Saturday.
2: There, there you, you
1: go. go. Um, there were two, and I'll talk about them now. Um, very genial, unsupervised. Um contract signings backstage. Um, there was a table there and everything. Nobody flipped it. Nobody got put through it. In the conference room, backstage NXT, you had uh Casey and Caden, or whatever she's calling herself now. Um, and versus and, and the proud girls sitting there talking, having having a, having fun time. Uh, uh Zoe and and um and and, and Nikita. They were having they are they were trading barbs, but there was nothing like Like, we're going to win. You guys keep saying we're not really a tag team. Well, we're going to prove that we're a tag team when we beat you on Saturday. Well, now, listen, we've sat on that side of the table. The contenders had the table many a time. And you're going to feel like everyone's a tag team while they're winning. But what happens when you lose? And you will lose to us on Saturday. Anyway, I think we've all signed the contract. Let's all leave in an orderly fashion. I was like, what's happening? What is a contract signing? We're just not a table to be flipped. I think it is great, too, and I think this should be a a, a thing that we do from now on. All contract signings happen backstage with one cameraman, no authority figure, because I think really what you're doing is you're trying to impress the boss. That's why you act out and flip tables, because you're trying to impress daddy. And no, 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 no. Just sit there, sign your contract, and then everybody leaves, and that's fine. Did the same thing later. With uh, Pretty Deadly and uh, Sweater Vest Guy and Oily Abs Man. And they they, they all sat there uh, and they all were just, just genially trading barbs. And then they signed their things and that was it. I was like, I well, like nobody got put to a table.
3: More mundane and for there to be a lawyer and them to like look at each other like they're going to say something. And then be like, um, Clause 1A. There's a grammatical error here, and I would like to redline this. Yes, and then like throw it down with intensity.
1: <laughs> They'd have, they have to have their lawyers present, of course. And if Fallon yeah. Henley's ever in a match, it's going to be a horse lawyer of who's course. looking over the thing. Oh, we will never let that die. Horse. By the way, there are people here who don't know that Fallon Henley has a horse lawyer, but she does. There are also people here who don't watch NXT who don't know what a horse lawyer who don't know who Fallon Henley is. And nothing well, should
3: if a horse lawyer is not gonna get you to tune in. I don't know what to tell you. Um, At least yeah. to our post show. You don't have to watch NXT but yeah. you should be watching on Tuesday nights for horse lawyer fun, yeah. for porn accountant fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a porn accountant. There
3: is there's, there's yeah. also two old ladies that invade the show named Linda and Sheila.
1: And oh yeah, the tag model, the tag title matches are on Tag Title Tuesday, which is next week. They're not neither of them are on the pay-per-view. But both tag titles, sets of tag titles, are on, are on the line next Tuesday.
3: Tag wrestling.
1: Tag <laughs> wrestling. Um, so Wesley and Oro Mensa are backstage. This is during MJF segment. Um, they're backstage hanging out, you know, doing bro things. And then out of nowhere come Trick Williams and uh, Carmelo Hayes, who, who attack them. And they beat each other up all the way down to the ring. Uh, and, the, and they go to commercial and come back. And if anybody hadn't switched over to AEW, um, they would have been treated (laughs) to a a tag match, but like they went to commercial a minute into MJF's promo. So like, if anybody's like, well, it's commercial, let me switch over. They're not going back. So sorry, sorry guys. Um, uh, Carmelo Hayes and trick Williams versus Wesley and Oromensa, This ended up being uh, a fast paced match. People were doing a lot of stuff. Um, uh, but, uh, I don't, you have trick Williams in this match. He's not, he's not contending for the North American title. Wesley is. And so pinning Wesley, even though there was shenanigans by the heel team, always feels like there's a guy in the match who doesn't require protection for <laughs> thing five days from now, maybe pin that guy. Um, but they pinned uh, Wesley instead. And then uh, Von Wagner came out to deliver uh, a big boot to someone and scream at no one in particular. And then Nathan Frazier bobs your uncle all over everybody with a big flying crossbody off the top rope. So now we, all five guys who were in the, the big match, all got to do fun stuff.
3: There you go. That's fundamentally sound wrestling. Of anything that I, I wasn't anchored in watching because I was watching AEW. I uh-huh. was so unbelievably captivated by him. and William Regal. I didn't, not even peripherally, did I. I see what was going on here, but uh-huh. that sounds like logical build to the latter match. I just hope Wesley is in some really meaningful stuff soon. He's a, an incredibly special talent, and I think main roster ready. I don't know if you're not going to give him a run with the North American, you might as well call him up. Like I, I don't think that there's a ton left for him to quote unquote develop and developmental. And I don't think him putting over young guys without a title is a good use of him. I, I, I think it's, it's time for him to go disrupt the mid-card picture a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, we got a, a, a promo from Joe Gacy looking into the camera. Uh, very close. A lot of nose hair. Um, yep. Yeah, most of that. And I didn't. I didn't. I never heard it. I had that on mute, and never decided to go back and, and listen to it. Um, so Cameron Grimes in the OC beat the schism. This is something I. I had this on mute. I I can't listen to Booker T talk about anything. He's just so bad at this. He's just not. He doesn't care to know who anybody is. He he says that's what I'm talking about. About everything. I like you haven't talked about this. I I you haven't talked about this. Well how do you how can you say that's what I'm talking about if you've never talked about it? Um but because I had it on mute, I missed Vic Joseph saying that machine gun Carl Anderson is the never open weight champ. So apparently they're acknowledging okay. the fact that he's got this belt that he's got to drop before uh November 5th because they can't do it at that big thing. So
3: Well right, so New Japan and the Saudi Arabia show are on the same day. Yes. I, I think it's obvious which one he'll be working. So yeah. uh, I don't know what they are going to do about that. I think it's very cool that they are acknowledging it. Again, I'm, I'm running out of time on giving them for permission first or giving them praise for things that they should have been doing all along and should, should be doing. But when it's something like, mentioning new Japan on, on WWE television on the biggest wrestling platform in the world. That's really cool. When they do deep dives, like uh, championship wrestling of Hollywood, or they mentioned that Roxanne was the ROH women's champion. Like that's, that's really cool. That's really, really that's cool stuff. So uh, especially when it's a current title holder at a different promotion, when was the last time that happened to WWE? I mean, decades right. and decades ago. So very, very yeah. cool that they did that. Could not, uh, Care less about this match, but I I think of all the ones that main roster people came down to win, this one makes the most sense for for that side mm-hmm. to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't think um, Schism gains anything here.
1: Jim Beard brings up a point. He says, "But Alex, shucky ducky quack quack, you know." And, and a, honestly, honestly, I had not considered that point of view. Yeah, uh, when I have some I things formed, to think about. I, yeah, me too. It's true. Um. <laughs> so there was a, an interview backstage. Braun Breaker also had this on mute. I can't imagine anything was said.
2: That uh, is strong like, point. Yeah. That is
1: no, strong point. No, not, not listen. If he's if he if he's if he's in the ring doing a promo where he talks like this about everything, I'm on board. But if he's just like, hey, anyway, I just wanted to talk to everybody about what's happening on Saturday. No, nah, it doesn't doesn't work for me. Um,
2: um You know
3: who he is? Uh I don't know if you watched Parks and Rec, but was it Heard from Perd or Perd the Herd, the newscaster who doesn't say anything but keeps saying The heard words?
1: with Perd.
3: There it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, an event happened on Saturday, and on oh. Saturday is when that took place. That's kind of what Ron Breaker is when he's not mm-hmm. doing it during mm-hmm. promos. Mm-hmm. It's just not adding a ton of value.
1: Um, but, uh, so, uh, the, the good bros get to come down and, and hang out in, uh, in NXT, which they were never in. Um, so it wasn't like a lot of these people were like having homecoming things, which I thought was kind of cool right. for like the longtime fans. Good bros never spent time there. So that's kind of an interesting, interesting. It was like Cameron Grimes said, um, uh, I don't have anybody that I trust, uh, in in NXT to face the schism with me, but that doesn't mean I don't have people that I trust in a Raw or SmackDown. So I'm gonna go up there and do it. And um, and uh, the guys he trusts are people he paid to, to be his friends for one night. Like, time's just weird. Um, uh, uh, so uh, then I took it off mute. Oh, the OC won because they hit a magic magic killer on somebody. Um, we didn't actually give Cameron Grimes the win. Why would we do that? Uh, So, we're just gonna have the OC get a victory, and (laughs) if they're not actually there. Um, but I did take it off mute for um, for Veer speaking, not crazy and wild eyed and trying to scare us because he's a foreigner. Um, he was he was he was in he was in he was dapper, he was well spoken. He just, you saw him like, why, why did you, what did you whisper to Sangha last week? Oh, that is for me and my brother Sangha to know. And we will obviously, we'll talk about you when, when the time comes. And then Sangha shows up and says, my brother, I have considered and I'm ready to listen. Like, ah, of course you are. And they walk off together. and We never hear, see him again. But Veer and Sangha as dapper murderers that is a rules. really fun, really fun thing. Like, I, I, I don't know if they can. Like, listen, we've already seen. Um, Sanga wrestle in um, in bronze old gear and Goldberg's old gear <laughs> that they took out of storage. I I want to see if he can wrestle in slacks because those yeah. two dudes like coming down to the ring full suits and then very slowly unbuttoning and everything and taking off just the top half and wrestling like fisticuffs in like that would be so cool. So I, you want to see I maybe... them
3: unbutton? You want to see them undress? Is what you're saying? <laughs> Yes, I do. Okay, all right. I'm just just verifying. No, this, mu- this much better
1: would... than Vince McMahon undressing in front of you oh, is Veer God. undressing in front of you.
3: He really took that terrible stunner at WrestleMania.
1: He did. It was a very recent. It's the most recent WrestleMania.
3: He beat Pat McAfee.
1: Mm-mm, he did. He did. He did do that. <sighs>
3: Wow, NXT being the source of less frustration is something that's new to
1: me. M. Eve, I'm aware of Indu Share. I was covering the show when it was happening. It was not a good time. (laughs) It was not a good time. Uh, Somehow, even Stokely Hathaway couldn't save Indu Share. But I love the idea of these two guys working together and not having to, like, scare Floridians because they're vaguely from a different place and time.
3: Well, and it's it's just that the thing of leaning into what a wrestler's natural strengths are, right? Like mm-hmm. these are two dudes that are like cool and charismatic and charming. That was kind of the disconnect with the Veer stuff from the beginning. Was you'd see him on Instagram and you were like, that dude could be like a, a model. Like, what 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 are we doing with mm-hmm. him on the main roster? So them as a uh, a non comedic maximum male model thing or something like a mm-hmm. uh, and that not as models, but like that persona, that feel could be really, really fun. And I I even, I,
1: I I think there's, there's not to interrupt you. There's, there's something like, I think that Giovanni Vinci, the gimmick he had in NXT before he went back called back up really works for these guys because it's not who you would normally assume would have that gimmick, but I think it totally works for those guys, jet setters, driving around Ferraris, taking private jets everywhere. I think it totally works for these guys because it's not like, okay, well, the the hot dude from Italy. Yes, obviously that's the guy. These dudes, it doesn't feel like it would be them, which is why I think you play against expectations to make it work.
2: Yeah.
3: And we have like, I even like the trope. I don't know why you would have, business that is so pressing that you have to come out during Corey jane's match and whisper it and sing ear and it's still not resolved a week later doesn't seem like it was all that urgent that you had to take him out of the picture but i kind of i don't know i'm optimistic about where that's heading because i think that there's something workable with that i think that could be really really fun um whether it's a paid gig or whatever like it it feels like that's the direction it's heading in. and i i think that's I think them just being cool is a great idea. I think that rules.
2: Yeah, I, I like
1: it a lot. Uh, Luis says I like L.A. Dojo gear. Sanga, he he looks like he's wearing Goldberg's hand me downs. He, he really does. does. I'm sorry. The black trunks, the black knee pads, the ba- black boots, the black wo- oh, the MMA gloves. He looks like he's 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 cosplaying as Goldberg, and it does. I don't think it quite works. Yeah. Um. There was. Uh, Damon Kemp and Julius Creed sit down, interview, where they weren't allowed to be in the same location because they would beat each other up. And they argued about what an ambulance match was for a while. Uh, Julius Creed, uh, talking a lot of crap, uh, being very angry, legitimately. And Damon Kemp, uh, being snarky. Not, not, you know, not a, not a, you know, not a, not a, a, nothing special about it, but it did uh, re- remind me that they're doing um, uh, a uh, an ambulance match, which is always, which is never, never is almost never a good match. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. My second least favorite stipulation next to lumberjack matches. Can't stand them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more Julia's Creed on my screen and in an in ring capacity, the better. Yeah. So looking forward to that. And I don't think they should be arguing over what an ambulance match is. That seems like the authorities should be determining that.
1: Yeah. Um, ju- apparently, Julius says, you're not even the best athlete in your family to Damon Kemp. <laughs> uh, of course, that's uh, Gable Steveson. Um, uh, that's good. Uh, that's a clever uh, Listen, but, it, but Damon Kemp is, is uh, camera-ready, TV match-ready, uh, far before his way more, um, accomplished and way more noteworthy brother, and they got signed at the same time. So, I don't think Damon Camp setting the world on fire. Uh, he's doing all right, he's better than some of the people they got on, on level up. But Gable Stevenson can't sniff the TV right now, which is they're 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 bringing him along they're bringing him along As the, it might not be for him like n- not every great amateur wrestler is a great professional wrestler. there's stuff you gotta do other than just you know win on points
3: well they also brought him in as such a big deal where I think David yeah, has been able yeah. to have a little bit more of a
1: You're, that's true
3: typical rise so they they might want to make sure he's like ready ready. But you can read more about that on
1: Faithpleslight.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Shotzi's gonna be hosting Halloween Havoc. How did we know? But they were like, um, when they were like, uh, hey, coming back from the break, we're gonna tell you who's gonna be hosting Halloween havoc. I it'd mean, be it's- funny if it was it would be funny if it was Shotzi, because like last last year it was Grayson Waller and LA Knight. Um fighting, fighting over, over a over- suit fighting over who gets to wear a vampire costume and it was really bad but two years ago it was Shotzi who howled at the moon and helped uh EO beat Candace um and not much else so sure bring her back why not I mean she cut a she got a long promo I know because I fast forwarded through it um because I was like, what are you saying? Like, yes, it's good to have you back, Shotzi. You're a babyface now. You you love Halloween. We all get it. Uh, good for Shotzi. It was like a weird thing. Like, she you just tell us she was there. I don't I don't know why we had to have a whole thing about it, but
3: mm. it makes even less sense that she didn't take Raquel's place and what's yeah. coming up, but <laughs>
1: yeah. um, but uh uh so uh oh it's really brian says i had a feeling shots would be involved with halloween havoc yes we did uh she's a guest at the spooky empire horror con in orlando this weekend and i saw she was a change to appearing sunday only got to meet her last year and she's legit one of the nice people i've met she seems very very nice that's awesome. hopefully we'll have her do more than like how the moon once as a host um but we will see what they'll do um now I kind of uh, want her just
3: to howl at the moon just for the silliness. But. Just
1: for the silliness would be good. Yeah. But um, she gets interrupted by Zion Quinn, who's out here for some reason, to say that he should be her co-host. And then Quincy Elliott interrupts. And they say, I want to be the host. I should be the host. Make me the host. Um, and Shotzi's like, why don't you you guys have a match? And Because I'm the GM for the night. Why don't you guys wrestle on the winner gets to be? My my co-host. Um and uh and Shotzi was on commentary. Um and I I I had this I had NXT paused for the entire length of the MJF thing. And I had to like fast forward to catch up. So I was like, I watched this this match at one and a half times speed. Uh and so it was a it was a barn burner. Um <laughs> But uh, but I didn't get to hear anything that that Shotzi was saying um That's a on brilliant commentary.
3: Move. I should I should do that with Undertaker entrances. Like that guy <laughs> zips to the ring.
1: Um and we will uh we will do um uh Quincy. Um uh, Zion is out of the ring to like I don't know was he talking crap? I don't know what he what he was doing. He took too long. And then Quincy hit a splash on his back as he slid back into the ring, and then the bonsai drop, and Quincy wins. We all knew Quincy was going to win, um, and then uh, uh, dances with Shotzi to celebrate. And um, and I turn, I I I pushed play with the with unmuted just in time for Booker T to be like, Ugh, uh, uh. at at Quincy, Quincy dancing. And I was like, you can like be the heel announcer who doesn't like Quincy without being disgusted at his very presence, which I, I, I don't think that maybe you don't realize what that communicates, but it didn't, it didn't, it didn't do
3: the right thing. No, I mean, when you look at Zion Quinn and Quincy Elliott, you would hope they won because they have significantly more personality Mm-hmm. Uh I'm glad the match was a barn burner from when you were watching it. <laughs> that's very well played. Yeah. From what I saw, it was it was pretty good. Uh yeah, I'm excited for what they bring to the table. I think that's a fun offset for like uh a spooky shotzi to have someone mm-hmm. that's right. has such a big personality and is so much Absolutely. fun. Yeah. And yeah, I think even if it's not intentional to be like grossed out by Quincy dancing or whatever. Like when you're dealing with sensitive issues, I don't want to say like sensitive issues because it's not an issue, but like,
1: no, but it is an issue how you portray.
3: Yeah, Quincy. Like you, you have to have television. special special care around things that can be interpreted as as such. Right. So, uh, yeah, we should just be a little more aware of how we're treating them.
2: I, th- mm-hmm.
1: I, th- I think. You can be like you can be like uh he's like he's not a very good dancer. Like you say like you can say they're not a very good dancer. You could say that as opposed to uh like there was like he like he was like he was doing I'm vomit
3: disgusted sounds. by the sight of them dancing. It's yeah, such a weird. Yeah, yeah. See that's something that Wade Barrett would have been really good with, I feel like for the for I the most so. part. Like that that um, kind of nuance where but, but, Booker like, T is he, Wade that's Barrett what would I'm
1: have been like about. um um uh, <laughs> Wade Barrett would have been like i i really wanted to see zion quinn's halloween costume next week whatever he was going to come come up with yeah. he would have been like pro zion quinn not anti Quincy Elliott.
3: that's a that's a really important distinction and yeah. on top of that booker t had such an opportunity to be like what no spin like yeah he could booker T could have just been underwhelmed by their dance
1: will i'll show you some dance moves that's um, it um J- Jambu Jambeard says, "Did you know Shotzi and Scholar are part of a 3 woman one musical act?" I did know that. I did yes, I, I did. I did see their music video. Um. Uh. So, um. Uh. <laughs> I guess he did say he didn't like his dancing before the. Uh. I guess maybe. know. Uh, yeah, Louise. Yeah, man. I
3: I wasn't I truly wasn't really listening because I had, I had the AEW volume up. So I. Well, why I wouldn't
1: can't. you? Why wouldn't you? I wouldn't. Why wouldn't you? Um, because they had the next segment was Chase U and Chucky. Because Ch- Thea Thea um, Hale. you know was...
3: what? That's not the worst use of like a Chucky segment, to be honest. That's not terrible.
1: I
2: mean, listen,
1: listen. So Thea Hale's very upset that she lost a porn accountant last week to Kiana James and. Um, but, hey, uh, uh, and then um, Bodie says, don't worry, Thea. I'm sure Professor Chase will be able to get you a match. I didn't know that's what professors did, whatever. Um, and then she freaks out and goes crazy uh, with her ADHD thing, I think is what they're trying to do with her, but it's not really working out. Um, and then uh, Chucky appears on the, on the, on the screen and, and, and says mean things about um, Andre Chase and the university. Uh, and then Bodhi's like, hey, I'm going to get you. I don't like you. Like, he's threatening to like punch a screen that has a, a doll on it. And then, uh, like, it was like, hey, you probably don't want to say that to Chucky. And then Bodhi looks at Chucky and Chucky cuts a promo on Bodhi. And Bodhi's like, oh, I'm so scared of the doll in the TV. If the doll is in the room, you're allowed to be scared of it. If the doll is on a television live via satellite from hundreds of miles away, you're not allowed to be scared of the doll.
3: I mean, isn't it a supernatural doll though? If it can I murder guess. people, I would be scared. It
1: I, I, I guess I, this would be an, this would be an improvement if they if they hired Chucky to be like an adjunct, like to come come on and like teach like one sem- one course a semester. That'd be that'd be fine um so she's
3: also let's not underestimate porn account now. she's porn merger and acquisition specialist mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that is true that is true uh chucky should be threatening brawn because chucky threatened his dad all those years her. ago. Yeah, you yeah. gotta do that over again
3: oh yeah maybe at halloween havoc
1: um so uh we got our our second pick your poison match Cora Jade versus Raquel. Brooke, she Cora Jade brought her little stick into the ring that she was going to hit her with, and Raquel took it from her, and I guess to to like prove that she's not a weenie, like like Roxanne, she just beats her up with it, and the ref says to her, you just got disqualified," and and Raquel's like, "I don't care." which is great cuz like it doesn't actually affect Why her in would any way. she? Why would she care? Which I was like I was like fine. I think that would be kind of funny if she just like showed up and started the match with a chair in her hand and like I don't I, I'm getting disqualified anyway. Let's just do this Just do this. Um but Corda Jade gets to win her match with her main roster opponent but Roxanne who is the loser who is probably one of the more accomplished young wrestlers they've ever had come in through the doors of NXT But just keeps losing big matches all of the time.
3: Well, she's a face, so that's it. I
1: assume she will um, actually uh, win on Sunday.
3: I Uh, hope so, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Listen, it's not for everybody. But this is the show. If you, to, if you want to have a nice, concise review of NXT, they're out there. Believe me, I've seen them go for twenty minutes and they're done. This is not. This is, just, this is not. what the show is, unfortunately. No,
3: and quite frankly, we only started the NXT part forty minutes ago or so. so. That's that's
1: true. This, this is, is true. way this, ahead of pace. For this both is of us. way ahead of pace. This is way ahead of pace. We had it. We had to start with uh, with with AEW tonight. Um, really, uh, really, Brian says I figured out why Cora Jade isn't so pale anymore. She's dating bronze Breaker and he got his spray tan all over her. Uh, it, it no, it's, be, it's because they told her to, to, to up her bronzer because she's a heel and and they wanted her to be more tan. I don't know I don't know why that require that that translates to be a heel I I don't I don't know if I want to hazard a guess why they think. Darker skin color equals heal. I don't want to. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That's bad. I shouldn't do that. Um, so the the kids uh, drink uh, beers backstage. All of them are drinking beers. They're going to have a drinking game for the for the main event, which is uh, the KO show. Um, uh, uh, and they they're, they're going to chug every time someone says Halloween Havoc, or take a shot every time someone says this Saturday, and because they want to die in. The hospital, <laughs> um, undisclosed medical location. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, the Ikeminjiro apparently uh, calls Double Fest a creep.
3: Nice to see mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, hey, he's he's back. He's around. He's he's still here. Um, uh, so so everybody gets on the show in this one thing. Um, so uh, the the KO show. Uh, Kevin Owens hasn't been on Raw. He cut a a a a promo in his car this morning on Twitter that was delightful. He's the best. Where he was having a conversation with his phone as though he was talking to his grandpa on FaceTime. It's like, "Oh, yeah, no, I haven't been on Raw often." That's true. Yeah. No. But uh, but hey, you know what if you miss me on TV, you can see me on on NXT tonight because Shawn Michaels called me. He said he said I should probably come down here and and you know, mediate the, the big you know thing and he said you hey if anybody gets out of line you gotta you gotta stop him that's what he said so and he and he starts talking about you know breaker and, and he says uh dragonoff I'm not gonna try and pronounce his first name and then uh, jd mc mick uh, mc, uh mcdonald I don't care uh, <laughs> and then tonight he called him J- JD Mc. don't Google I think was was something which is kind of funny um uh, but th- this is yeah, JD McDon't Google me, the line drive line drive says. JD McDon't Google me. Um, so he's starting a little thing with with um with with and he's doing it so hard, he's he's pushing those buttons extra hard. Makes me think they really don't have anything for KO on Raw. And so they're gonna send him to NXT for like a month after after Halloween havoc is over and JD loses. They're going to send him to to, to 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 NXT for a month to do a feud with J.D. McDonough.
3: I mean, if they're stalling for the inevitable tag storyline with Sami Zayn, I guess. But I don't know. Everybody's showing up everywhere. I'm trying not to. He might not be on Raw because he's booked for the next three SmackDowns. <laughs> like, who knows?
1: That is true. But he hasn't, been, he hasn't been on either show in a long time. Um, uh, so... Dragunov says, I, I hit you, with a, I hit you with, a, with, with a torpedo last week. It wasn't an accident. And Breaker says, the only guy to be able to put you down and keep you down was when I speared you last week. And Kevin was like, hey, guys, great conversation. I don't know if you know what's going on. This guy's trying to get you two to fight, so he's going to pick the bones of whoever's left standing don't let him do that because nobody wants this guy to be champion the way he's laying on really thick against JD McDonough. I mean, honestly, I agree with him, but he's doing it on purpose in this segment to like, start something, I think. Um, but then, (laughs) then, um, uh, Dragunov and breaker stand up and get nose to nose and KO is like, Hey, Sean, listen, I tried. And then he just tosses all the chairs out of the ring to let him fight and gets out of the ring himself. And there's a fight, and JD McDonough uh gets involved as well, gets laid out. Um, and so and then Dragonov is standing tall with the belt. And then Austin Theory shows up at the very end of the night. This is like 15 minutes after Hangman went down. Like, because they had an overrun. They all NXT always has an overrun. So um, so I'm like watching this going like. I hope hangman's okay. Like I like none of this yeah, is landing with to... me the way it's supposed to because I'm like I'm hope hangman's okay. Um and uh yeah, anyway, um we we get that um and uh then they go off 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 the air. Uh and apparently while the show was off the air, KO hit a b- big stunner on on Austin Theory who sold it like a million dollars and so there we got to goes. see that and I'm like I'm like here's the deal. This is where you know all of your gimmicks that you're doing um, don't work at all um, uh, because you put both titles on Roman Reigns and have no idea what you're doing with him. You know there's no way Austin Theory is cashing in successfully on Roman Reigns. But I think even Triple H doesn't want Austin Theory to be a guy who fails at a cash-in. So you got to tease him cashing in on Braun Breaker at Halloween Havoc, which is like, if you had, I mean, but, but think about it. If you had a guaranteed match whenever you want, you just wait for Roman Reigns to have his, you would never, ever cash that in until Roman Reigns was having a match and you'd figure out a way to do it. He failed twice doesn't man. He failed the third time. Why would you take a giant step down to be like, "Yeah, sure, NXT championship." What you wouldn't do that. But you have to because in story way, there's no way they'd let him ever cash in successfully.
3: There's a missed opportunity of it expires. They never they never play into the fact that it expires.
1: No, they don't. And I think that's the best way to do it personally. You're right.
3: I think so. Or you, you know, you have to have him lose the briefcase to someone is the other thing. Uh, the social media segment, this ending Kevin Owens is a national treasure, put every he's belt so in good. the world on him. Uh, he's he's just so everything they give him, even the Elias crap. Mm-hmm. He made work for months. Um, bringing him into a, a show like this is just, smart because he, he can just assess any pro wrestling situation and make it better. Uh, mm-hmm. So that rules. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just love Kevin Owens. I think Dragunov is a really special talent. And I think based on what we saw Tyler Bate do with Braun Breaker, uh Dragunov should be able to pull something really special out of, out mm-hmm. of Breaker as well. And, uh mcdonald's going good, good enough in the ring so i think that should be a lot of fun but i i love the idea of i love kevin owens just saying i did my best it's such a, a fun a fun thing to. sorry sorry sean gave me I did a job i tried to do I'm, it sean I,
2: I couldn't
1: i'm sorry i'm
3: sorry and having a talk show that actually points out like hey the enemy of your enemy is your friend like it's not a pointless talk show segment if someone's actually mm-hmm. trying to help us. I love
1: much. I love Kevin Owens being the only wrestler who's aware of wrestling tropes. Yes, it's like it's like don't, don't guys, you're playing right into his plan. His hand. He's, he's a bad guy. Like he's he's the dude in the movie who waits for the opportunity. That's what this dude is. Don't you see it? I see it. Everybody sees it. Come on. I love that he does that. Like it's it's, it's the best. great. It's great. I wouldn't want everybody to do it, but you yeah, need the guy one guy who takes the piss and that's, yes. that's him. That's what that's him. Um, before we get to several pages of jukebox, um, <laughs> oh, no. uh, jambeard says, I'll cheer for the Padres since I refuse to cheer for the evil empire or the Houston garbage can bangers. Uh, H man, uh, says I'm thankful for the O3 world series. Because it made me become a fan of both the Yanks and the Fish. At least I got the Yanks to cheer me up while well, the Fish perennially suck. The Astros are going down.
3: I hope so, buddy.
1: Okay. All right. Oh, Lord. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Thank you, everybody. This is the jukebox for those 500 of you who are here who aren't normally. Um, this is people have sent in. Uh, things they want sung or things they want recited or things they want improvised now um, in any of these crazy voices that I do and also Kate does two voices so we'll see. I
3: do but I also can't pull lyrics up on my phone right now so
1: I'm oh I'm well that's a problem pretty
3: much out but if I know what the song or reference is I'll I'll try it as <laughs> we'll,
1: Tiffany we'll,
3: Straight. We'll
1: try it. Here we go. All right. <clears> hmm. <throat> Um, Pringle says, uh, William Regal sings, hit me with your best shot. You know, cause of the thing with MJF tonight. Excellent. Okay. Come on. Stop. Here we go. Here you go. Well, you're a real tough cookie with a long history of breaking little hearts like the one in me. That's okay. Let's see how you do it. Mm, what up your Duke's sunshine? Let's get down to it. Hit me with your best shot. Why don't you hit me with your best shot? Hit me with your best shot. Fire away, man in the mask, you scrumptious little six gun. You um, <laughs> very different um, regal tonight. Uh, yep, yeah, there you go. Different regal, that's yeah, true. Um, uh, Jerry Pringle says, uh, for the lady Cease who we went to White Castle, I think cheeseburger in paradise sung by nathan fraser i tried to amend my carnivorous habits made it nearly 70 days losing weight without speed Eating sunflower seeds, drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking up rays. But at night, I'd have these wonderful dreams. Some kind of sensuous treat. Not zucchini, fettuccine or bulgur wheat. But a big warm bean bun and a huge hunk of meat. Cheeseburger in paradise. Heaven on earth with an onion slice. Not too particular, not too precise. I'm cheese, the cheeseburger in paradise. And Bob's your uncle. (sighs) Everyone's hemorrhaging and leaving, and I don't—I can't blame them. Yeah, I honestly can't. I honestly can't. Um, uh, okay. Um, Jam sent in a whole list of things. Uh, wants Big Willie status. Uh, oh, wants Miro to sing hamburger, cheeseburger, big map, whopper. Okay. I haven't done a Miro in a long time. He hasn't been on TV, and so on. Hamburger, hamburger, ham. Hamburger, 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 ham, hamburger, hamburger, ham, hamburger, 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 cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. Big, Mac, Big Mac, Big Mac, Big Mac, Big Mac, Whopper, Whopper. There's a lot of things about Big Macs and Whoppers here. All I care about is my hot wife and my God and my Big Mac Whopper. That's bad. Excellent. Um, uh, no, that's bad. That was a bad one. Um, I was bad at that one. Rapping for Jesus by Brian Spinney, as sung by William Regal. When I wrote this song for the Christian youth, I want to kids kids the Christian truth. If you want to reach those kids on the street, then you'd ought to do rap to a hip hop beat. So I gave my sermon an urban beat. So I, uh, an urban kick, my rhymes are fly, my beats are sick. My crew is big, and it keeps getting bigger. That's because Jesus Christ is my fella. I don't know what you're trying to do to me there, Jambeard.
2: War games. Um,
1: uh, okay. Jam- Jambeard wants me to sing Numa Numa by Papa Polowski. <clears throat>
2: this
1: is tough. There we go. <clears throat> my my hi my, my my who my oh my ha ah, this is the new numerous numa uh, bringing it back to 2004 to 2018 more joy more love hey uh, hey mama say dame hey, tell what's up land the new Numa Numa, ready to drop. No, oh, no, what your body won't say. Nah, nah, we don't need much anymore. Oh, Mama, hey, uh, mix that waste with the rhythm. We're just an acapella. Shout to the world. You'll notice for everyone. Uh, uh, my, my, he, my, who, my, oh, my, ha, ha. ha. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> um. <laughs> my, ha, ha. Um. <laughs> j- j- Mm. Jam Beard Wants Chocolate Rain by Tay, Do- Tay Day, as sung by Wilford Brimley. <clears throat> okay.
2: What did Wilford Brimley
1: mean? I don't know. It's an old one. It's an old one. Chocolate rain. Sometimes stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. A baby born will die before the sin. Chocolate rain. The school books say it can't be here again. Chocolate rain. The prisons make you wonder where it went. Chocolate rain. Build a tent and say the world is dry, chocolate rain. Zoom the camera out and see the lie, chocolate rain. Forecast to be fallen yesterday, chocolate rain. Only in the past is what they say, chocolate rain. I drank so much chocolate rain, I got diabetes. Yep. Uh, we'll have to skip this one. Uh, and we'll do it next week, Beard when Kate apparently has access to things. Uh, This one, we're also going to skip this one. So there's two here. Three here we're going to skip. Jake Salazar uh, wants Papa Pulaski singing Minnie the Moocher by Cab Calloway. This is... Right, right in my wheelhouse, of forks. Here, here's a story about Minnie the Moocher. He was a red-hot hoochie coocher. He was the roughest, toughest frail. Minnie had a heart as big as a whale. Heidey high. Hey, heidi, hidey high. Hody 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 ho. he heede heedee heidi 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 ho. she messed around with a bloke named Smoky. She loved him Lowy. he was uh, Cokey. He took her down to Chinatown and showed her how to kick the gong around. Heidi Hidey Heidi Hidey. Oh de o de oh, de oh heady de, um so <clears throat> um uh, jam beard wants seagulls stop it now by bad lip reading to be sung by Nathan Frazier. I remember this YouTube video. I love those.
2: Those bad,
1: lip reading ones. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, um, uh, just Nathan Fraser. Okay, rocking and rocking and rolling down to the beach. I'm strolling, but the seagulls poke at my head. Not fun. Or said seagulls grunt, "Stop it now!" Ha 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 Everyone told me not to stroll on that beach. Woo-hoo. Said seagulls got to come. Ha ha ha! Poke me in the coconut. Ha ha ha. And they did it. They did have me going like ha ha ha. ha, 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 ha.
2: <laughs>
1: Nothing I could do but yell. Bob's your uncle. Um, uh... It's true. That's all you could do. That's all you could do. That's all, all you could do. Um, Ricardo, the top guy says, Regal does Little Sister by Elvis, please. <coughs> oh my God um in this in this uh in this in this particular rendition little sister is man is the man in the mask and big sister is tony shivani little sister don't you little sister don't you little sister don't you kiss me once or twice and say it's very nice and then you run little sister don't you do what your big sister done well, I dated your big sister, hello, Tony. And I took her to a show. I went for some candy. Along came Jim Ross, Dandy, and they snuck right out the door. A oh, little sister, don't you, don't you, don't you kiss me once or twice and say it's very nice, and then you run, you little slut you. I love you, Diamond the Mask. Um uh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um uh Jim Beard wants uh 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 um sally's song from uh his favorite halloween movie from louise's very halloween movie "Night before christmas as sung by linda okay some of you are still here you get to experience linda now all right i I love that there are new people here who are experiencing this for the first time i don't like it (laughs) (laughs)
3: i'm glad you guys like it it's okay it's atypical of a normal it's wrestling
1: it's review show. It <laughs> really is. It really is. But we make most of our super chat money from the scrap. It's true. <laughs> okay. It's true. <clears throat> Linda is an original character. Yes, it's, it's very true. Hold on. I sense there's something in the wind that feels like is at hand. And though I'd like to stand by him, I can't shake this feeling that I have the worst. is just around the bed. And does he notice my feelings for him? And will he see how much he means to me? I think it's not to be. What will become of my dear friend where will his actions lead us then although i'd like to join the crowd in their enthusiastic cloud try as i may it doesn't last and will we ever end up together no i think not it's never to become for i am not the one <laughs> um <laughs> Luis has sent in money to say, again, Nightmare on Christmas is a Christmas movie, not a Halloween movie.
3: You really don't have to send in money to reiterate stuff from the week before when you control the document, but we appreciate that.
1: You don't have to do that. Um, uh, Regal sings Can't Fight the Moonlight by Leanne Rimes, uh as requested by uh, Luis Valerial. Under a lover's sky, gotta be with you, and no one's gonna be around. If you think that you won't fall, well, just wait till the sun goes down. Underneath the starlight, starlight, there's a magical feeling so right. It will steal your heart tonight. You can try to resist, man in the mask. Try to hide from my kiss. But you know, but you know that you can't fight the moonlight. Deep in the dark, you'll surrender your heart. But you know, but you know that you can't fight the moonlight. No, you can't fight it. It's gonna get to your heart. We are still going because we had to do two shows This is going to be done in like 3 hours and 15 minutes as opposed to 4 hours (laughs) This is really good This is really good for us This is ahead of Um, pace uh, Wait Kate do you know from the top of your head Britney Spears' piece of me Because you've been requested to sing it And I don't know if if you, you don't have access to the lyrics we can do it. We can do I like know, an, um, we can do it on Saturday.
3: Oh man! I know, like the piece can of you me,
2: the...
1: can you do it as Tiffany Stratton? That's the big thing.
3: She's Miss Lifestyle of the Rich and Famous. She's Miss Oh My God That Britney Shameless. You want a piece of me? That's all I remember, though. I'll do it. I'll do it
1: in full Saturday. Jesse, send me a reminder later in the week. If you follow me on Twitter, I, I don't even know you're on Twitter. I have to, I'll, I'll write myself a reminder right now. Luis will do it and I will edit the speech so you can do it on Saturday. Um, so we go. Uh, but yes, I know I did not do it obviously because I've been involved in things. Um, Toodles. Um, uh, uh, Tony Tom LaValle wants Tony D to sing Surfing USA because that's that's the song he sang to Shinsuke Nakamura to get him to work uh, 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 stacks for him. Hey, if everybody had an ocean across the USA, then everybody be surfing like California. Yay. You'd see them wearing their baggies. Her sandals too. A bushy, bushy blonde hairdo. Surfing USA. You catch him surfing at Del Mar, inside outside USA, Ventura County line, inside outside USA, Santa Cruz and Trestles, inside outside USA. Australia's never been all over Manhattan and down Dahini Way. Everybody's gone surfing, Shinsuke. Yeah, you could be too. Hey, surfing USA. Uh
2: I have. You not... guys
3: are awesome. I'm just reading the comments. <laughs> AW plus NXT plus Jukebox is a powerful thing. I've been here since the beginning of the stream. Oh, what
1: experience. You guys yeah, are. You guys it rule. Surely <laughs> it surely is. It surely is. Okay. Uh, T Electric says I hope Hangman is okay. Um, uh, I'll save Tiffany Stratton um, uh, for when Kate is not on her phone. But once Axiom's singing the Price is Right theme song. I didn't know there were lyrics. I don't the think Price there are. Right I song. think he just wants you doing... <laughs> oh, I see. Because there is a Price is Right theme song somehow that 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 Luis has found with with, with lyrics. But that's not what he wants. Um. Uh, let's see if I can remember the, uh, the... Okay. Think back to being sick at nine years old on the couch.
3: do 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 do
1: Rewarding
2: everybody. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on.
1: Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. do 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 Because uh, Linda is a prodigy at the doo doos Of
2: course um, she is.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, And then uh, T-Electric Man wants pop-pop wonders and reminiscing about uh, Bob Barker, the yodely guy in the big wheel sound. Bob, 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 Bob Barker and I, we, we went to school together actually. We called him Bobby B. We called him Bobby B. Most most likely to go on and become a game show host. We, we said that about him because he was always that kind of guy. And then and there was a, I don't know if you ever saw the one, the one, the one game they played where the, where the little yodely guy would go up the mountain and he got all the way and he fell off. Then you lost it. And, but there's a big wheel you spun at the end and you have to go around and to get closest okay. to a dollar without going over that you could be in the showcase showdown and, and, and okay uh, grandpa there was there there was there was a match they had back in, back in a few years ago Tommaso muscle champa and in the samoa joe nobody remembers that because it was before Tomaso champa was a thing but he had a match for samoa joe and now uh, that was a showcase A showdown what <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um uh Julie Cutler asked "Papa Palowski tell us about the time Whee! you caught a bobby fish with your with your bare hands <laughs> oh the a, a time uh, you don't want catch, to gets catch the billy fishes with your bare hands because they got teeth but the, the, the bobby fish they're fine you can doodle them all you want you' so you stick your hand in the mud and you pulled out grabby around with their gum you and they because they're so old the bobby fishes are so old they ain't got teeth so they grab you by your arm and you pull them right out and there's them and there's them. the bobby fishes they're, they're big. They're not too big. They're not musky size, but they're, they're good trout size And there's a flaky freaky meat. There's get a little seasoning on them and they're not well, I don't know I once saw Bobby fish fought, fight Jack's Jack Johnson in 1902 and, uh, a, What um,
3: you Know what I have to say about that Alex. What? Yeah, folks, where's the lie?
1: <laughs> where's the line uh bob barker voted most likely to a new to your pets that's good that's good yeah yeah no, onion on the belt which was the style at the time um <laughs> uh <laughs> um, um <laughs> t-electric mayhem says uh I won't go full jam beard but i have another one regal and regal singing hungry eyes by eric carmen which is a which is a great Great song for a Dirty Dancing Soundtrack. I've been meaning to tell you I've got this feeling that won't subside. I look at you, man in the mask, and I fantasize. You're mine tonight. Now I've got you in my sights with these hungry eyes. One look at you, and I can't disguise. I've got hungry eyes. I feel the magic between you and I. I want to hold you, so hear me out. I want to show you what love's all about, darling, tonight. Now I've got you in my sights. Mm, I'm a sniper rifle with, full of love. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, war games. Um, okay. Uh, f- uh, <laughs> dark, dark, lavender says, "Can I have Papa Pawlowski or Linda uh, or Sheila if it's na- if it's nap time?" Explain the origin of Sean saying "eaten leather." I genuinely don't understand, and I need to turn to the elders for wisdom. <laughs> See, back uh, back in the thirties, in uh, the Great Depression, uh, we we didn't we didn't have much to eat. There was no grain to be found anywhere, so you couldn't bake bread, and there was, there was no eggs or milk or nothing. So what we had to do was we had to eat shoes. <laughs> we called it Leatherfest. It was a little thing we called it. the time. You're coming to the Leather Fest. That's when we're going to eat shoes. Uh, we had to do. it Because the shoes were made of leather then. Now they're made out of plastics and all sorts of rubbery materials. I think they source over in China. But but anyway, when, back in the 30s, we would eat the shoes and call it Leather Fest. And then that's what we would do. And the whole thing is that what I think the idea is that Denise Salcedo thinks that they still eat shoes. Leather. In Kentucky, where Zonra rashap is from. And the funny thing is she's not wrong. Um, uh, <laughs> finally, finally, Daryl Fenderson says, I need Linda doing Cool Rider from Grease 2. <coughs> All right, here we go. If you really want to know, what I want in the guy, well, I'm looking for a dream on a mean machine with hell in his eyes. I want a devil in skin-tight leather. He's got to be wild as the wind. And one fine night, I'll be holding on tight to a cool rider. A cool rider. If he's cool enough, he can burn me through and through. Whoa, it take, takes forever. Then I'll wait forever. No ordinary boy. No ordinary boy is going to do. I want a rider that's cool. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for in, in, in husband number nine, I need a writer that's cool because if he I don't need I don't need anything else, basically that's that's all I want really is, the, is a writer that's cool. I've had everything else. that's what I need.
3: That's so. fair. Um,
1: that's it. <laughs> that was the jukebox kids who are never seen this before. Um, Normally, bit, well, I
3: participate a little bit, but yes, now no, on that's the true. Telecast. No, yeah. There,
1: <laughs> there were many requests uh, for you to do Sheila and the what we used to call Moni, which was uh, Tony Tony oh. D'Angelo's uh, cousin Moni D'Angelo. Oh, i remember Her. <laughs> it's been a while. It um, is. Uh, but so yeah, we're gonna have to do Moni D'Angelo, um, and I'm uh, uh, <laughs> oh, this, this is so nice. Uh, I almost fell this. So really nice ah, thank you. Thank you. It's oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Cardwells. Cardwells. Oh, 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 oh. oh, yes. fine. Oh, yes. This is very. Cardwells sent in a sour chat, which is for the paywall stuff, but says, I was wondering if Paul Paw could remember one of my fairy stories in wrestling, the story of the rise of Angelico, East, and Son of Havoc in Lucha Underground. Uh, there was a temple you see a temple was actually a warehouse in east los angeles but they called it the temple and there was a man there who was supposedly a spanish billionaire his name was dario cueto and uh, he had a key around his neck and that key was to unlock the door where he kept his brother matanzo who killed people he ate he ate a guy one time but that's a different story there's a a trio is a a biker guy Uh, his name was son of havoc and then there was this uh, south south african kid who Who jumped off of things and then there was this little puerto rican girl named Eva Lise, and they were a trio and they they they, they, there was a love triangle if i remember correctly oh did i mention there was a guy named mil muertes who was literally a zombie he was literally a zombie he died in the big earthquake in mexico city when he was a child but then he got back back by a really hot girl who had a rock it was a magic rock you see that's how she it was from the rubble where he died and she uh, She uh, controlled him with that. Then there was a Prince Puma, um, um, Prince uh, uh, Prince Puma. His name that he's actually the Prince Puma turned out to be Ricochet. Nobody knows, but that's who he was. uh, There was a guy there, (laughs) Vampiro. What? (laughs) Um, Thank you, thank you, everybody. Uh, I miss Lucha Underground so bad, and it kills me that it's no longer. Uh, uh, Free on Tubi you, you gotta like buy it Like I don't want to buy it I just want to stream it for free Um, But anyway thanks everybody for, for showing out And the people who hung out and watched this thing We do this crap Because <laughs> it is really weird that we do it We do it literally every Tuesday On the post NXT show There are if you say I don't watch NXT There are hundreds of people Who watch the show every week Who do not watch NXT um, but, uh, but they like our, our brand of shenanigans. Fairliness, yes. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for anybody who, who stuck around. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll do that. We're also going to do on this very channel after Halloween Havoc this Saturday, we're going to do a review. Um, so that should be fun. Um, uh, so look, look for that. Um, if you would like to hang out, um, after watching the show on the Peacock. There's that. Also, uh, Kate, where else can they find you?
3: You can find me at Miss Kate Vape on Twitter, and you can also find me doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show on Friday nights, as well as our usual Tuesday Stronghold right here.
1: Ah, and true. Um, uh, say there's no dynamite tomorrow. I have an extra so night weird. off.
2: That's crazy.
1: Uh, I have an extra night off. That's awesome. And then Thursday on my YouTube channel. I'll be starting to stream uh, Gotham Knights. Going to start streaming that. Uh, it'll be fun over there. Not as many scary things, so maybe Kate will join us in the chat one time. Um, so it'll be fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll uh, We'll see. I don't know when. We'll, well, I guess we'll talk about it live on the air. Kate and I, at some point this week, are going to record uh, an episode of Know Your News that where we will be reviewing my favorite movie of all time, The Burbs. Yeah. Um, I love it so much, and we're going to talk about it this week for Know Your News, uh, for the, get the flick out of here. In case you guys uh, are interested in us reviewing movies, um, so thanks everybody, and we'll see. Yeah, hey, get the thing to four hundred likes. I don't know, maybe I don't know, whatever. See if you drop a like on on the way out. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Thank you everybody. Good night and good luck. Keep cool, Gaba Ghouls.